Okay, that's better. Yep. Now we're good. Are we good? We're very good. Are we good because we missed the whole girthy conversation? I think we can. It's so quiet in here. I think we can go down a little bit. Really? I mean, it's 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 crazy because you say it's so quiet in here, but it doesn't feel quiet. Yeah, but we were like just there. I was talking and it was peeking out. So. Oh, okay. I can always turn it up. Never, was it? You can was always, it peeking out, Jay? Yeah, you can always turn it up. <laughs> sorry. But you can't turn fucked up down. It doesn't work. Like if it's uh, fucked up, you can't. Tr- you can turn it down, then it's just soft fucked up. Then it's just soft <laughs> fucked up. It's still fucked it's up. A quiet but it's just down. a quieter yeah. fucked up. Yeah. That makes sense. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. All right, one more time. Woo! Okay. Okay. What's it? What's that dude's name? That does the woo? Maybe I should yell. Woo! Oh. Woo! That peaked. That peaked. That broke it. <laughs> That's when you go like that. Don't you ever Rick watch? Blair! Don't you ever watch? Woo! Don't you ever watch fucking America's Got Talent and they do the yes. when they're about to belt it? Woo! Yes. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Just breaking the mics, it's okay. Is there anybody out there that wakes up with a bitter taste? It's the king that we put up there. And he's a short way to fall from grace. And slowly failing upward. You can step, but you have no ground. I hear it from the last words. They say it's time that you lost your crown. And this is Unrelegated. Welcome to just another long-distance ride in OTP. OTP. We are OTP crashing. OTP crashing Atlanta United Podcast for the people by, well... I mean, we're just two other, two other two people. people. But we are joined by a guest. Yes, we are. I'm super excited. <laughs> and this is uh, the first time uh, that he has been on with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is a Suburban Ultra. We are yes. up here at Pizzeria Azuri in Cumming, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And yeah, welcome. Which if anybody wants to know, it's it's just straight, straight north. Welcome. Is it Luis or Luis? It's Luis, yeah. Luis Alemany? Yes, Luis Alamani. All right, we got it right. Awesome. (laughs) You got it right. I just let I just paused so you could take care of it. And Luis was telling us before we uh, started recording, he is from Puerto Rico. Yes, I am from Puerto Rico. So you were born in Puerto Rico. When did you come to the states? Uh, I finished high school and I went to Wisconsin for college for some reason. I have a good friend of mine that went to Wisconsin. Great cheese curds, if you're into those things. I I don't have a good explanation (laughs) for that. That's a big party school. It's a little chilly up there. Yeah. Did you, well, did, did you just go there for the summer? Like you went to summer courses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for uh, all, all 30 days of summer. <laughs> and then we went right straight into winter. Was yeah, that, no. a big, that was a big change for you, I mean, must have been. I was 18 years old. I was in Wisconsin, and I had never seen snow. Oh, wow. And I so. saw enough to last me a lifetime. <laughs> you're never going to see it again. Never again. Never yeah, again. never again. I ran south ever since <laughs> after that. Nice. So, nice. Luis, uh, 
Suburban Ultras invite us up here. You guys get a lot of shtick for your name because they go, oh, Suburban. Yeah. And then Ultras, which is, you know, used in a lot of it's European. It's got some connotations. Yeah. I understand. Or South American context of, right. like, you know, people have feelings about that word. I think it's hilarious, number well, one, because I think it's very tongue-in-cheek. And I think right. that's the way it should be taken. I think anybody right. taking it seriously is ridiculous. What, where did you guys come up with that name? Well, you absolutely hit the nail on the head. It is an oxymoron. It's sarcastic. I understand that you know there are some negative connotations for the ultras, but yeah. we're suburban. So we love our soccer, but we also go to Walmart and we drive minivans. <laughs> all right? So we are very hardcore. I saw that. There's a, there's a car route in the parking lot that has all the, the chalk paint on it that says Go Atlanta United That's with the flags flying. That's my car. Oh, is it? That's so perfect. I, I took a video of that car walking up and be like, man, this is ultra. That's my car. Right oh, th- That's perfect. our car right there. Yeah, so we, are, so we are very, you know, we are very committed and we also, you know, we like to have fun. We, we have sort of like found our tribe up here and, and, you know, everybody's into it. But like you said, it's not something that you can take seriously. Nobody is breaking bottles and going at the uh, other supporters or whatever. We're just having fun. Yeah. You just, no, instead you just uh, you throw beanbags at each other from playing. From, uh, at, 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 yeah, which is boards that are slightly skewed. And there is. I, dro- I drove up here and there's people playing coral outside and yeah. there's a giant flag. There's a huge. That flag is huge. Huge flag outside. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's it's a great environment in here. I love it. It, it does, is. It doesn't feel like. And I don't we're know. we're what? How far away from the game? An hour. Away from the game, it's already packed. Yeah, yeah. Credit to you guys for driving down to matches because I drove up here yeah. to be almost an hour with no traffic. Well, it took Atlanta. me. It took me and an I hour. Two, it's a good measurement with no traffic because I'm two miles from the stadium, so I'm right there. I mean, I work downtown, so I. I oh, you make that drive? I, ma- oh, I make wow. that drive like often, but you guys should know that when Atlanta United started, this was the only OTP official pub partner. Oh, the wow. first year. So John, who is the heart and soul, basically, of yeah. the Ultras, he immediately committed to this and gave us a place, and he fostered this atmosphere, and this is why we have such a great Yeah, there was game chance night. going on 20 minutes you know. ago, and it's yeah. still yeah. 45 minutes before the game uh, yeah. before yeah. the game starts. That might have been some drunken buffoon back there. I don't, yeah. I, I mean, that yeah. drunken buffoon, yeah. honestly, when I think about it, looks kind of like you, but I don't think you're no. a buffoon or drunken. You're just really yeah. hyped up. <laughs> It looked like you with a big old uh, microphone. What are those things called? I but don't know. The megaphone? The, the, the megaphones, megaphone. yeah. The megaphone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't me, but it's uh, it's teal color, though. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> somebody looks just like me. <laughs> so before we came up here uh, this past week, yeah. we had a number of things that Kelly and I did. Oh, my God. So we things. had fun with the Home Before Dark family, uh, who are our platform uh, yeah. that we uh, published to. We went and had a wonderful barbecue over at Kevin's house, ate all the food. Well, I didn't have barbecue. I got there. I think I missed the barbecue. But you missed. I ate. I just ended up coming and eating all of the, the pico de gallo that was left <laughs> and uh, random pieces of chicken. I just sort of was a hoarder. So it's like, you know, when you are when you ha- drop food on the floor and your dog comes. I was like, 
the dog coming after the party and just eating everything that's left over. I never drop food in the floor, so I don't know what that means. It all goes. Yeah. You're like the little, in the, the little elephant in the uh, sink. <laughs> yes. The Flintstones. Yes, yes. the Flintstones. That's exactly. <laughs> that's a great description. Thank you. Yes. So we had a fun. I am the garbage disposal. Thank we, you. We had a fun get together with the fam and, and people could bring their kids and hang out. And we uh, went to the uh, Lane Ida 2 match at yep. Corey Field uh, versus Indy 11. Mm -hmm. uh, and unfortunately, Kelly and I, we had a long day uh, that day and the, yeah, it was long. Uh, the day prior. So we, we left a little early, which means we missed the we late stoppage time goal, goal oh. uh, which uh, Dylan Gaither, an academy standout, really, uh, who's just joined the team recently, uh, scored the, the goal to tie it in uh, stoppage time. Not only that, but... The kid tweeted out that he took his SATs <laughs> yeah. that morning yeah. and then That's scored hardcore. his first professional goal. What a day. That's insane. What a day. That is incredible. He's 18 years old. This is his first professional goal. Uh, don't know how many appearances he's had. I don't think very many if this was the first or second. Uh, I, I lose track because there's been a lot of rotation this season uh, with Atlanta United too. But great to see uh, Academy call-ups making an impact. Um, especially, uh, you know, where you think you're, they're down and out. So they stayed tough, uh, stuck to it. Uh, and then, and then yesterday, I don't. Uh, but before we get into this, yeah, I thought it was a good idea, and I I figured everything out. And then when we got there, and I I immediately regretted the time that I chose. But keep going with your. I'm just. This is a preemptive. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but three hours. <laughs> Of station soccer. Yeah, that's what I was, what I was talk talking about. about. So, so uh, it was like around two thirty. It was just supposed to be low key. I was regretting the time of two thirty. And uh, and we turned out uh, to station soccer, and uh, some people didn't make it. Josh Bagiranski. Yeah, Josh. Okay, calling out. But we had horrible Ke person. We had. Uh, we Kevin, 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 uh, Kevin, Kevin uh, from uh, the tr world traveler, and who has made every Atlanta United game. And he's there now. And away games, yeah. he's there now. Joined us. Um, who else did we have? We had, we had AJ. AJ from Atlanta United. Fan yeah, TV. we did. We had uh, Kevin, the architect. Yeah, uh, we had Annabelle there, Art. and then we Annabelle, had uh, yeah, yeah, and then heat. we had Blake that showed up late and, and then outran all of us. Up, uh, and he's a parcero. Uh, yes, right? he is. Yeah. Yep. So we had we had a good crew. We played. Uh, luckily. We didn't have a full crew of five versus five because if we had, we would have been worn out after oh, 30 minutes in the heat. So we, we actually it worked out because we ended up playing on one side of the pitch. <laughs> Which is all that I and wanted to run that day. And just, and we ended just up in the shade. Basically, the game ended up going on for several hours off and on, and we just ended up noticing that people we were only playing in the shady parts. Only in Nobody the shady. wanted to go into the sun because nope. the turf was so hot, it burned the soles of your feet. It went through the shoes. Yep. And it would hurt your feet if you stood there for too long. So, Ouch. still hardcore. I still have a huge uh, like scrape on my uh, leg that yes. still hurts right now. I have I've given other people uh, probably bruises on their feet, and uh, I've knocked Kevin over you multiple times. You literally manhandled Kevin. I did manhandle Kevin. <laughs> he was like fault. Just pushing him Kevin over. And that's Kevin from Home Before Dark. I can't, I can't manhandle yeah. Kevin, the yeah. flight attendant, because I just, he's just too good. I scored my own, uh, my first goal, and uh, also an own goal. But yes. I, I was the first time I scored a goal at Station Soccer. I played there twice now. It was my first goal, but then I scored an own goal, which I think was, I think I scored one or two when I played against uh, Paul Tenorio and Bobby Warshaw and all those guys at All-Star Week. So I think it's my second or third own goal. I still have more own goals than regular goals. I, I don't think I've ever gotten an own goal, and I, I don't count how many goals I've well, had. Well, you would have to defend to do that. <laughs> I don't Come know on, people. Didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't own goal win the Golden Boot? 
in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know, sir. <laughs> no, I'm a great. Defender. Kelly, Kelly is hardcore. Uh, I'm at LGP I, on a soccer station. I'm just gonna say, anytime they're that we're playing uh, at at station soccer again, and Kelly is there, she's on my team. Okay, I'm I not will, playing I against her. I won't chuck anybody down. <laughs> I will not I play against no, her. No, I have she no. She kicked the ball of, right in my face. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. okay. Let's talk about this because <laughs> I didn't. I did not mean to just. And I went. It wasn't like a, a soft kick. I went full kick. To, to try and get it in the corner I don't know why everybody was goal. hitting the ball so hard. We were playing on a half pitch. Because I, I was trying to get the top top left corner, and you just happened to, like, your face was just, like, in the right exact position. And I hit you, and I laughed, and I shouldn't have laughed, and I'm sorry. Why would, Why it's hilarious. That's, it is hilarious. Why wouldn't you laugh? Because I hit you directly. Like, it was I. It sounds, it, like it's a, it sounds like it was only about 17% on purpose. Listen. You know? I mean, I we did, can maybe I up did, the percent on purpose. But. I did so much blow in my 20s that I don't, I can't feel my face. It doesn't matter anymore. We were yeah. all standing there being like, oh, my God, Jay, are you okay? And he goes, uh, I, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm no fine. idea. Just assumed it was play on. So, oh, my God. Uh, Louis, we like to ask some questions of our guests sure. before we get into the nitty-gritty. And uh, one of those is, what is your favorite Atlanta United match moment over the last couple seasons? My favorite Atlanta United moment. Well, you know what? Last year, we went to the Orlando game. Uh-huh. Oh. And, uh, a good start. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, everybody was telling us, be careful. There's, you know, the Orlando fans, maybe a little savage. Oh, we even had reports last time of people, even with fellow like friends who are Orlando fans yeah. walking around like two or three of them still got jumped right yeah. outside the stadium nothing in the stadium mm -hmm. but like if you're you know walking around not paying attention or whatever yeah they've had people steal scarves wallets mugged That's I don't know crazy if it was, yeah so it's it can happen it's you know. very it is very nutty down there but we when we were down there so we went and we we were down there with some people that we know here that have family that are Orlando fans we went in, and uh, actually, the guy that I sat next to was wonderful. I mean, he was like a nice guy. I still like email with him. I think ninety-nine percent of people have no problem. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've met many Orlando fans yeah. that I got along with wonderfully. Good and bad people in every you know in, in every situation. We got there, and as this is what back when uh, Joseph was wearing the rubber boot, like the Robocop like boot yeah, or whatever, yeah, when yeah. he was injured. So we walk in. And we turn over, and we were like maybe four or five seats behind, and Joseph Martinez is standing there leaning against the railing, just watching the team like warm up. And I was like, oh my God. So we went up and we talked to him, the nicest guy in the world. We watched the game, the game was awesome. After the game, I was shouting at the players, hey, come over here, take a picture with us or whatever, you know, in Spanish, you know, my native language. And uh, all of a sudden, Mickey walks by, and you know, First of all, that game was awesome. We won, you know. Was that the Tito goal? That was the Tito oh. goal. Yeah, yeah. That is like a, that. That is my favorite Atlanta United goal. But you know, Almiron comes over, takes a picture with us, and somebody took a picture of us taking a picture with him. That was just like the full like experience. Even yeah. though we were away from home, we had a great game. We met some of the players. They were so nice and down to earth and willing to like talk to us. And that I think is the essence of this team. Is a team that really understands, you know, that the fans here this is who they are. I mean yeah. if we if we like the team, if we cheer for them, you know, 
it it only gets better. Yeah. So we that was my favorite moment. Full circle. Awesome. Witness the goal and then get to celebrate it with uh, an actual player. That's yes. incredible. Yeah. That's pretty That's dope. incredible. And okay, yeah. so uh, another thing we like to ask, and this will bleed perfectly into the question, is who is your favorite Atlanta United player and and why? I think, well, I heard you earlier, and it's it's LGP. Yeah. <laughs> LGP because... I have a love for LGP. He's a bruiser. He goes in. He doesn't mind getting his ass thrown out of a game every once in no, a while. No, he does not. Um, Much know, to our detriment sometimes. Yes. Yes. Just had a kid. I mean, love the guy. Sometimes I just... When he goes forward, you know, and he forgets he does, he's in the defense, and he wants to be offense, I'm like... Just forget everybody, LGP. Pass it to yourself yeah. and score. So I love, I love LGP. So how much did you love that goal uh, against Orlando? Well, listen, the, the baby goal. That was a crab goal, but crab <laughs> goals, but crab goals count. I know it's hilarious that after all the the crazy runs he does, it didn't come off of one of those crazy uh -huh. runs. He was just standing yeah. there by chance. Yeah. yeah. When Bendik just dropped the ball right in his lap. Yeah. yeah. It was he crazy. was so he was on fire though after he scored. I mean, he was just a maniac. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> now, one of the things that Jason Longshore, when he was a guest with us, introduced as a question is, who do you think is the most underrated player, and why? Okay, well, a lot of people talk about Lorenowicz and a lot of the defensemen, you know, they're, they're sort of like unsung heroes, you know, they hold the line, they don't get the headlines. I think, in my opinion, Romario Williams is underrated. Oh, okay. I think, you know, that this first game... This is actually game, the first time we've gotten him. Yeah, the first, that first game when he, when he went in and he took the ball and he could have passed it and he's like, forget this, I'm going for it and score it. I think it was. I think it was Columbus. It was our our first home I, game. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be Columbus. Yeah. And and uh, I think Romario Williams. You know, he's an impact player. He comes in. You know, maybe with 20, 15 minutes. You know, right. left in the game. I think he's a guy that is going to really light it up when he is sort of front and center. So I think he's underrated. I, I think a lot of people don't like think, oh well, Romario Williams, but I think he's great. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. That's a new one. I yeah. think that's the first time somebody's that's, brought that one yeah, up. Yeah, I was on saying the that's the first time that's that's happened. So I know we asked this question, uh, obviously on the the PA here, but it is a question that we are going to be up for talking about on this podcast when uh, discussing what's more important on whether or not Atlanta uh, captures the shield, the supporter shield, mm -hmm. or captures the cup. Which do you find to be the most important of the two right now for us? I think right now we just need anything. Yeah. <laughs> we are a brand new silverware, team. Silverware, generally. Yeah. yeah, we need we need any kind of silverware. Even even if it's just like like the U.S. Open Cup, which we won't this year or whatever. I, I think that Atlanta, you know, we don't have, you know, a pedigree, if you will, you know, and anything that we win is important. Now... You know, I think the MLS Cup is great, but the Supporter Shields, it's its more like it's a steady, you know, steady thing. It's something that, you know, if you can win the point, you know, and in, on any given day, anything can happen in a soccer game. Right. right. But, but over time, you know, that's, you know... That's how you know that a team is really, really good. Right. You know, so it's the consistency of a team to win a, something like a shield. Yeah. Um, because when, in regards to that, uh, Rob Ursery uh, of Dirty South Soccer tweeted out 
uh, earlier this week that MLS Cup is nothing but a, a lock and form over a few weeks. The mm -hmm. fact that it holds so much more value than Supporter Shield is a joke. I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about. Right. I'm watching trash midweek Houston Dynamo games because the Shield means something. Having the playoffs as a safety blanket hurts the product. So in, in generality, he's saying that the Shield is, a, is more important, honestly, than the Cup because the Cup is, is a it's a chance number. Uh, it's luck, basically, over a few weeks. This drives a lot of debate, obviously, when this comes up. And when Rob tweeted that, it created a lot of discussions around the playoff system and stuff like that. First, quick callback, by the way. When you talked about LGP, Eddie Stacy, who is sitting here beforehand, he's actually the tattooist. He's tattooed uh, um, Miggy. Miggy. And uh, oh, wow. uh, LGP just did the dog, the first round of the dogs. Yeah. Uh, and then he's done uh, Ambrose as well as Vasquez. Yep. Okay. Uh, as well as a number of other players. He's pretty much like and the designated he did, tattoo. He did this one on my left arm. Tattoo well. guy. Uh, yeah. The day after he tattooed Miggy, he did yeah. this one. Okay. So, uh, cool dude. Cool dude. Just a cool call out. Uh, thanks, Eddie, for stopping by and saying hello before he had to head home. Um, uh, very cool dude. Check him out at Ink and Dagger Tattoo in Roswell. Um, but the playoff system, uh, which is obviously lead up to the cup, I, I, I agree. I, I think the Supporters Shield means something more. I think it's a dumb name. I think uh, it should be like Championship Shield or something right. like that would present it with more weight. Right. Because Supporters Shield, I'm like, okay, what does that have to do with them battling it out and winning all those points? Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think it uh, should have a different name. Also, the I'll play devil's advocate. And when we talk about the importance of the playoffs and whether we should have a playoff system or not and i think somebody even tweeted well it's too american i disagree with that i'm, I'm all down for our own culture and having american culture and a right. playoff system yeah. if if that if that's something that cre if it creates enjoyable games to watch and it's fun to watch that's fine and and teoto will talk about teoto football about this in a dm I was very rah-rah about, like, why do we even have MLS Cup? And he, right. he had a good point on why it's good to have two trophies. And so when you talk about one's better than the other, I don't think we should get rid of the MLS Cup necessarily uh, right now. I think that as much as I, I can't stand the early playoff format, I think it's a bunch of trash teams who I feel don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And you, you struggle through these four games yep. Of, yep. of teams like, Ticky, you know, tapping the ball around. Nobody wants to go forward. It can create very dreadfully boring, unexciting matches. I agree. I think it, it. There were some that were okay last season, but overall, I feel it generates a crap product until you get to the later rounds. Yep. And so when I was talking to him, I said, you know, why don't we just get rid of, uh, you know, two of the the slots? So it's basically the top four on each Correct. table. But he had a very good point, and he talked about, uh, you know, basically parity and the fact that you're either a system, a league that has no parity, like an English Premier League, like a league Mekki, you have ProRel, or you're a team with parity, which is, or a league with parity, which is the way MLS is. And he, the way he put it is that the playoff system is sort of, unlike where Rob says it's a safety blanket, he argues that it's actually kind of a necessity because... If teams don't have a playoff spot to fight for, and they're obviously the not wait wait you know they're notches down in terms of level when you get right. to like the fifth and sixth place. Right. But if those teams don't have anything to fight for when they're clearly out of the supporter shield race, right? 
then what's the, the point? They're going to mail the, it that's, in. They're going to mail it in. And so yeah. the playoff system is a level of accountability. While we're in a system of parity, right? I would agree with that. That you know we're we're. It, we're seeing it's a little different now that we have more TAM and GAM and these things introduced yeah. and we're starting to see see where actually it's it's actually getting kind of like the other leagues where you we're have maybe relegation. one or two teams yeah. one or two teams that are starting to become far and above better so than the other teams. So it's analogous to pro rel. I mean it's yes. like if you're if you're going to get relegated then you care about the right. game. Exactly. Right. That's you know. the same yeah. reason so yeah. it, it's yeah. like the like mm. the playoff system We don't have pro rel so you have yes. to have some sort of right. Exactly. That's the and and if and the funny thing is, at first I was like, well, let's pair it back to this only the top four on each side. But if you think about how many more teams we keep adding, right? Yeah, that it's may impossible. actually bring the bar up too far too soon. We may like this may having six may actually be a comfy number once we have more teams in the league, right? And the the people t- teams are using TAM and GAM and they're using this and they're, they're trying to play catch up to Atlanta United and to you know these, and, and to LAFC and, yep. and it may actually start seeing better teams in that top six yeah you right. know where five and six aren't so far low in quality right. as teams two you know one and two so well so I've, I've kind of tempered my tone on it a little bit at first I was like like Screw the playoffs! Like I'm bored to death. Like coming in all, but hot maybe there could be tweaks to the format yeah. a little bit, and those are things that you could talk about. So, in all, all in all, I think it's it's very American. The MLS Cup and the playoff system. I'm I'm fine with that. I think it's sort of our culture, and as long as we have parity in the league, I think it's an important piece that we need to maintain. It's the American twist. Yeah, it's yeah. But I still MLS think the exciting. supporter shield could be. Marketed more by the league. I would agree. Presented as a championship, have a parade for that. Yeah. Right. You know. Because that's it's it's honestly. Don't treat it like a second. If you no. if you think it's if you think it's the most important trophy, if it is, then why do you treat it like a secondhand trophy? The right. League doesn't why are you treat treating it, it like a like a stepsister yeah. or a stepdaughter? And people say the same thing about the Open Cup too. It doesn't get enough gravitas, but um, they they also need to have a better functionality with the Open Cup system in general. <laughs> well, yeah, it's governed by a different regulatory body, so they obviously yeah. have issues. We saw that with Portland. And LAFC and the that the, the player yeah. that uh, wasn't supposed to play and he was supposed to be uh, um, you know were they going to replay the match and all that right, stuff so right 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 and then uh, Portland ended up dropping the uh, yeah but I will I will argue that the playoff system is a little too comes off as too complex yes uh, MLS uh, has a they try to put out an infographic to describe. <sighs> The playoff system. Now, info, <laughs> I'm not gonna rate this coming graphic, from a world of visualization and analytics, infographics, the idea is you simplify something and present meaningful information in a stunning visual way Correct. in one page, usually, yep. or one graphic. Yep. They have two. It takes two pages. It's basically a PDF. And Man. basically, it's just a bunch of text and gold. And they try to, and what they do is they make it sound more complicated by trying to break down the playoff system. So this doesn't help either that MLS is pushing out products like this to try and explain it and just causing more confusion. To me, to me, that just looks at the instructions of sending a rocket to the moon. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. bad, uh, and 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 that stuff just makes it all the yeah. worse. And that's why people get frustrated with the playoff processes because they go, yeah. it's so confusing. You have. Okay, so there's not not two legs to start off with. It's just knockout, and then you have, but then you do have it. Oh, home field advantage, and 
third place plays sixth, but fourth place and then, fifth. And then why home, does third place And then place? home goals versus yeah. away and goals like, and tying. Like, wait and a second. Why does third place play sixth place and fourth place play fifth place? I'm, I guess you're rewarding third place for being in third. I've stopped listening to you. So you give you. them the crappiest Is anybody team? taking notes? Yeah. Either way, you get the, you get the hint. So. What were we talking about? Exactly. I, exactly. I lost, I lost count. So let's get into it. We have a lot of news and other soccer stuff to get into. Atlanta United 2, uh, Sean Nicolau won USO Goal of the Week with his 30-yard rocket yeah. last week against FC Cincinnati. It was the only goal in that 4-1 drubbing or whatever. Yeah. Um, nice. So congratulations to but him. But hey, positive note, ATL UTD 2 beat Toronto 2-1. Uh, uh, Granted, they're their last place, but they still did it a man Which down the, for the, the entire o- second the only half. Team that's <laughs> behind us. That's, but they that, but they did do it with a true. man down the entire second they're half. Their last place. <laughs> Yeah. Which yeah. we said, granted, they yeah. they are in last place, so we're we're one slot their, above them. They're playing their role, right? I mean, their yeah. role is to give people experience. Correct, <laughs> right? correct. Not to win. But the uh, the new ex Silverback yeah. signing and Alpharetta uh, native Tyler Ruthven was sent off right before the half with a silly penalty that he was just got aggravated. He put his hand in the face of the other player. Yeah. Uh, so that meant they were down to ten men for the entire second half. But he did take responsibility for it. He did. He, he tweeted out and said, "I take responsibility for putting the boys in a tough spot tonight. Proud of the way they earned the result." But see, just seeing him in the first half is a huge difference in the defense. Right. Uh, he's thirty years old. He's a veteran signing. Uh, him alongside um, AJ Cochran. Right. Uh, they looked really good together. Uh, unfortunately, he was sent off, so we won't see him in the next match. Um, but they held it down. It was They almost got a clean sheet. Almost got a clean sheet. It was in the last uh, basically 30 seconds left, and they let in a goal. But it was still a win. The pitch was garbage. So yeah. if you looked at where they were playing and just the away trip and, and how they've been playing recently, I thought for them to show that kind of grit and basically all of because of Lagos Kunga. Yeah, Kunga. Dude scored a brace. You know, scoring the brace in yeah. that. Yeah. And also, I think his second goal may be up for goal of the week as well. And he pretty much created both of those goals on his own. Both those goals were basically him run away on a counterattack. The second one, he had five defenders around him in the box yeah. and still put it away. He cool. looks oh. exciting. He I'm excites me. I want to see more of this the kid more, next more, year. The more time that he gets, the more exciting he gets in general. Yeah. I'm just excited for I him. mean, this is not the first time we've seen him pop up, nope, right? This um, is not. So he won goal of the week in week three. Yes. Uh, uh, and also, won, that goal won goal of the month in April. Yeah. So this kid, when we see him on the field, very exciting to watch. We hope to see more of him next season, maybe get a call up to the first team. That would be awesome. All right, we want to talk about other news. Cool. So yep. the other Venezuelan, uh, who obviously was also called up to the national team uh, to, recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an article in The Athletic by Felipe Cardenas, one of our good friends, on left back jo- uh, Jose Hernandez. Uh, basically said, with Greg Garza ruled out until the end of the regular season, Hernandez has a golden opportunity to impress, but it won't be easy. Chris McCann has become the first choice option at left back, and with the emergence of homegrown talent, George Bello guarantees that Hernandez will have to pick up the intensity and prove that he belongs. I like this competition between Bello and Hernandez because you know we acquired Hernandez uh, and the rights to him a while ago, brought him on board. Uh, again, Tata Martino key in that connection. Uh, he played a little bit professionally in Caracas. Uh, he has some professional experience, and he's going to be – this is a guy we're going to lean on going forward because I don't know how long Chris McCann's going to be around. He's taking 500 k off of our salary <laughs> cap, and he, he – I thought he was making more. <laughs> Maybe more than that. Last year was 500 I don't know what it is this year, but either way, 
you know, that's that's the kind of adjustments that's an we're going to be looking. Utility player. We're going to be giving. Yeah. We're going to be give, probably giving Joseph a massive, massive raise. Uh, he's yep. a DP, so he's not taking against the salary cap like the other players. But other players like Julian are are probably up for a big pay, uh, pay raise. Oh, they for sure are as well. So those are the types of things we'll be looking at. We need that youth. We need that uh, those players that we've invested in mm -hmm. to step up starting soon. That's ex yeah. As we see with this Absolutely. depth issue right now with the injuries and stuff. So even with Greg Garza coming back, I don't think McCann's going to be around much longer. To be honest, I'd be surprised unless he took a pay cut. So you know, Bello and Hernandez are going to be the next up in line behind Garza. I would think. What I mean, am I, mean, I crazy? I, 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 I mean, no, no, I agree. And I, and I think he got picked up before Tata came in, right? And he like he right, struggled McCann to like, yeah, yeah, McCann yeah. did like to, to to get into the system. But he is. We're also forgetting Ambrose. Yes, Ambrose as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Hernandez and Bello. I mean, yeah, Ambrose is is probably the number two Brian Garza. But either way, having that depth is so key. As we see how somebody gets knocked down an injury, yeah. and boom. All of a sudden, you're you're only one deep, you know. Exactly. So I think it's and if not if not playing here, you know these play these are players that we can invest in, and uh, if we sign to an Atlanta United to con or an Atlanta United contract, we can make money off of them. Yeah. Um, later. So yeah. either way, you know that's whole the whole the whole point of this process. And but if he's not getting professional minutes for the first team, you know, that's I'd like to see. I think we're gonna see Bello next year. I think we're gonna see. Some time, well, if not this year, maybe a little bit this year. I mean, he's, before Garza he's comes traveling back. right now with the first team, right. so I'm I'm hoping at some point in time we because we know get McCann's on forty yellows. So yeah, if McCann <laughs> goes out, that could be Bello or Hernandez coming up to bat. It's gonna have to be. We yeah. don't have any other option. And we also yeah. start, you know, we we'll want to start resting some players as well down yeah, the stretch. We do. Mm -hmm. All right, we do. Joseph Martinez won goal of the week. Redemption from the did. week before where he was. Uh, slighted Fra by two percentage was points. It was such shit. By, uh, that was such shit. <laughs> by RSL. Uh, and it was pretty much the entire MLS against Atlanta. It was, it was. But this was a no-brainer. Obviously, his uh, record-breaking 28th goal makes team of the yeah, of uh, goal of the week, and he makes of team of the week. Um, and and he was also yeah. he was called up to the Venezuelan's 24-player roster to play Colombia and Panama on September 7th <laughs> and 11th. I don't. Uh, I which don't. Lance, <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. I know we yeah. I, we all look. Anytime <laughs> Joseph goes away or Miggy goes away or any player of ours goes away, we we always, as Jason Longsor uh, says, you sort of close your eyes and cover your ears because you don't want to know what happens. You, you you it's almost painful to sit there and and watch them play because you're so afraid that somebody's going to hit them wrong or tackle or the you pitch and the, itself. And you see those the pitch not itself is going Kelly. to not, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, let's getting past that because that's just my own paranoia. Um, so those two matches that he's being called up for against uh, Columbia and Panama on September 11th and so, sorry, September 7th and the 11th that lands between the DC match and the Colorado match, which the Colorado match for us will be September 15th. Yeah, we actually have sort of a bye week. Uh, some teams are playing, and we'll talk a little bit of that later, uh, during the international friendly break, which is really hammering some teams. They're really getting hit hard. Uh, and hey, Luis! Luis! Yeah, he sat down. You didn't see him? What's up? No, I'm just zoned Luis, in right now. Luis with Sempre United is here. Yeah. Welcome, man. We'll get you on the mic here in a little bit. Um, and so repping the Sempre United. <laughs> so we've got uh, shirt. <laughs> we've got that coming up with the with the friendlies, uh, and that's a bit of a concern because we obviously then have uh, Colorado, San Jose, and RSL like three days apart each, and at some point Joseph's going to need a rest. So maybe that yes. Colorado game uh, is a game that he is rested, especially if he plays close to a full ninety for both the uh, the seventh God, and, uh, and the eleventh. Also, uh, and hopefully the pitches are not 
completely garbage. Oh my gosh, uh, that Let's he's not playing on in Panama. Okay, not known for their great soccer fields no, in Panama. They're not. Uh, Joe Patrick of Dirty South Soccer reported on comments by Tata Martino this week that he had promised to help Joseph get back to Europe when first recruiting him, and uh, this was also reported on by Doug Robertson and others. Right. To which Tata clarified in later interviews that a no, they have not spoken about this since uh, that uh, first conversation before he came to Atlanta United. Right. And that Joseph has done all the work. You know, he's basically just here to help, but Joseph's yeah. been doing everything he and needs to do. If that's something that he still wants to do. Yeah, and that's and that's about it. Some on social media are, are criticized this reporting, but... And that's so stupid. Yeah. I don't know why you're criticizing a report on something that makes total sense because that's the way that this team is structured. Like... Tata is bringing, attracting players because it's, it's, they feel he can get them prepped and ready to move on to higher level football and make more money. We didn't know Joseph was going to come in here and score 46 goals in 48 games. You know like what I mean? Mushi, I, I feel think like Joseph has been there and done that. Like, like, like and I we've think, talked about that. And he's the big fish. Here. I think that's why people yeah. are getting they're getting defensive about it because you know. they're like, oh no, he, uh, he's not going anywhere. That's not what they're saying. They're saying that they're saying that his original this his is original how this goal was a recruitment was tactic. Right. Yeah. That is a commonplace. Yeah. And not only that, he even went on to say that he, he actually had this, which was this was the nugget that I found interesting that nobody talked about, was the fact that he had this conversation with Julian Gressel. Well, I that mean. That he talked about moving Gre Gressel over to Europe, you know, helping him get over to Gre Europe. Gressel can go to Europe. And I think that, that, talk about a big payday, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets attracted. Uh, uh, oh, could you the imagine Bundesliga if he got to a Bundesliga? Oh, my God. Oh. Why not? That would be amazing. I mean, I still want him here. I'm, I'm not saying go, but I'm just saying for for him and his career and for like his family and I just that think would that's great. I just think that's great that that was a conversation he had with. Because Tata doesn't need to say that. He's a super draft guy. He gets I drafted. Think, yeah. He doesn't have I, to say that to him. No, he doesn't. I think I think that's great, I, and I think that's it, it highlights the model of Atlanta United. We want people in upward trajectories. We don't want to be. It also goes to show pasture. how much belief and why. We traded Sean Johnson, <laughs> and why we got this draft pick, and yeah. why we got Julian, yeah. was how high up on Julian Gressel Tata was from the beginning. Yes, right. we're the only idiots that were sitting there going, "Who's this guy?" Who's this guy? He saw something Who's in him this Julian early on. But you know what? I remember watching a press conference after a game where Tata, where they asked him about Gressel, and he's like, "Gressel, Gressel is a freak. Yeah, like Gressel is not normal. Like yeah. he, yeah. like we never. I mean, he is." Beyond like what just we the fact that he be. can pretty much slot into every position yeah. and do it pretty well yeah. is yeah. insane. It's great, very yeah. cool. I love it. It shows that Tata believes that he has the quality to move on to Europe, which we've been seeing. Yeah, uh, presented in his uh, flexibility of, and his just consistency in different roles. There's a lot of our right. players that have the ability to move to Europe. Uh -huh. Whether or not they're going to go to Europe is a, is is the conversation that's being had. I mean, obviously the big the big nugget is Joseph, but uh, this is also a conversation that happened, like we all said, prior to everything that Joseph's done. Yeah, it means right. him having that conversation prior to him being recruited has nothing to do with the mindset of Joseph now or Correct. what's taken place since then. It's been over a year and a half since that conversation. And then if we also so, want to talk about that, this is... So stop being so defensive about it. Relax. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, as, as you were about to get to, Patience Schwinn wrote an article for MLS on Miguel Almiron uh, talking about uh, sort of the feedback that he uh, got from Tata... Uh, as well as Brad Guzan and Chris McCann on Miguel's uh, abilities, especially defensively. And uh, we talked about this last week. 
And we yeah, talked about this. We, we went did. into about the analysis of all data, about the article about football uh, on Miguel Almiron's shot selection, his uh, you know XG uh, percentage, and how it compared to last season. Yeah, and the article reflects pretty much what we've been saying all along, that Almiron's doing just fine, uh, except for, I mean, I have times that I, I doubt it, but I, I that's right. just me. But, uh, I mean, Tata feels fine, and the fact that he – Feels he's improved this season despite the typical goal scorer to statistics. We go off the eye Sorry, test, like right? He likes to focus on. So we get much. frustrated yeah. when he doesn't miss a shot from five, you know, five yards out, or this and that, or shoots it right at the keeper. But you know, he scored a goal uh, yeah. recently. He's back on track, and Tata says, you know, really the shooting is not what he's even looking at in terms of the quality. He feels that Miguel's improved, like you said, right. this season despite the typical statistics that you look at as goal scoring and all this stuff. And he said that Miguel, quote-unquote, does so many things well that it's really hard to say, but he's improved on every single aspect of his game. Uh, and Brad Guzan went on to say that what he brings in terms of his ability to get out of tight situations, yes. run at back lines, force defenders to commit to him, it opens up space for Joseph. Yes. Joseph cannot be doing the things that he's doing, breaking without the records Maggie. without Miguel Almiron, in my right. opinion. He Which, builds it up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. And that's yeah. a, I feel like there was also a comment by Chris McCann. I can't remember what it was what it was saying, but he was basically saying the the, defensive the movement work, yeah. defensive work of Miggy that, that there's not a lot of midfielders that will run back and do defensive players work. that do yeah. the things he does. Yeah, it's I mean he is all over the field. Yeah. Tata says he's happy with what he says. He's getting into the box more. He's getting into goal scoring. And that means we see missed opportunities more because he's getting into the box more. Yeah. Um, so that presents that, that, that sort of dilemma, right? Um, and then when you talk about, uh, you know, proof, well, what is the proof? Well, some of, the, uh, Prove it, Jake. some of his increased aggression in front of goal is what he was focusing on. And Tata talked about those numbers. He said yeah. last year he took 84 total shots with 35 of those taken on goal. And this season, 113 Shots are second only to yep. 123 taken by Toronto's With Sebastian Giovinco. Yeah. So that shows tremendous improvement. Yeah, and then Joe Patrick tweeted out uh, also uh, some point this week, uh, Miguel Amaron has the most passes, sorry, earlier this month, Miguel Amaron has the most passes in the attacking third of any MLS player this season. That may not be surprising, but what is shocking <laughs> is how it compares to those with the next most via analysis evolved. And you have Almiron here. Obviously, this was on August uh, 24th, so we'll be interested what the numbers are now. But Almiron at 715, and then Zussi at 601. So there's an extreme gap there between He's destroying the lead. Yes, he is. In passes. And as Joe tweeted out earlier earlier, uh, the other day, he said, learning about what possession actually means it has nothing to do with holding on to the ball it has to do with the way you pass the ball and and passing yeah and and what makes a good possession team are passers like almiron yes okay and you know what maybe if he's not shining as brightly maybe we get to keep him another six months because <laughs> <laughs> it's I, always the hope I, isn't I, it i've kind of i've kind of just you know already resigned myself to the fact that he's moving upward and yeah. that's good that's what we want but, but well that's yeah. why it's so important that we yeah. get we get silverware this yes. season yeah 100 percent need it this season um so moving on arthur blank has sat down with a number of outlets actually for interviews including with doug robertson for the ajc where uh this sort of uh, context stood out from the usual questions and answers that he gets about Atlanta United in MLS. He was saying that basically he's never looked at Atlanta United uh, as an investment. I've looked at it as this is something that fits into the bandwidth of what we do really well. It's another way to be an asset to the community. It's another way to engage the community. It's another way to make people happy. I drew that out of the article because he typically does these Q&A sessions every few months and it's the typical stuff. and. 
there's never really much new. We know how much he appreciates the community. We know how much he invests and drops prices and all these sorts of things. But this stood out to me because he basically shied away from the fact that he's like, I don't, this is not, this is not a typical answer from an owner. Right. Like, what's your evaluation? You know, they were talking about when you put in the 70 million, was that a good investment? And he could care less. He's like 70 million. I mean, this also helps when you have deep pockets, but he's like 70 right. million. To labor of I wasn't worried yeah. about the investment yeah. or making the money back. Yeah. This was just adding on to the community. I have right. kids that play soccer. Uh, this is something that is an investment to the community. I just want to make people happy. Yeah, and that's this is crazy. That's the people g- don't say this. This is what yeah. makes a team work. You look at what's going yeah. on in Chicago. Yeah. The the fighting with, between the president Columbus. and the supporters yeah. groups. And he, and I know for a fact from secondhand sources that there was a meeting between the owner of Chicago, or the president of Chicago, and the supporters group where he basically told them, "I could care less if you come to the games." Wow. Didn't that happen in DC? So no, well. it was a little different with DC. Yeah. DC, they were going back and forth. They had different. They like, resale. They had disagree- like Yeah, but they had disagreements on why yeah. they were disagreeing. This behind closed doors, he came out. He said it. I could care less if you're there. So either you follow. I want you to follow these rules and follow these membership guidelines that I make up that are mine and follow right. these rules. Or you can't. I could care less. That is what we're contending with in this league right now with yeah. owners. And he's coming out saying he dropped the seventy million as a gift. <laughs> to the city. Yeah. To the city, Basically. to the community, yeah. to the people who live here already that now, wanted a soccer team. Whether you think this is spin or not, it's just not the language used no, by it's owners not. in any league that you, you hear. So I just thought that stood out but for But also, me. like, when you think about it, there's a continued investment to to improve Atlanta United with Atlanta United 2 and, and the academy that we got going on. That's what he also focused on yeah. afterwards. He said, you know, the, the next steps, continued investment, improvement at Atlanta United 2. The fact that that came out of his mouth and was a focus and the academy system and also... You know, the importance of the MLS Cup and all those things. But that's not the stuff that really stood out for me. It was really the, yeah. the, the fact that he just was wanting to engage in the community. This was sort of something that was uh, he was really proud of. Uh, uh, and the investment was more of an emotional investment, uh, an investment in the infrastructure of the city and, and opening up things like soccer in the streets and stuff like that. Yeah. However, Doug raised uh, the question I thought was interesting uh, about a potential women's team in Atlanta yeah, his, in the his future. His response was great. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. So he basically said there hasn't been any discussion about it. I would like to think aspirationally that it might be something at the right time to consider. My wife's youngest daughter played both soccer, uh, both club soccer and collegiately. I think the women's national team has experienced great success and has been great fun to watch. I have six kids of my own, three of which are strong women. They will have a vote in all of this. We will see over time. Right now, we'll focus on what we're focusing on. So I thought that was absolutely wonderful to to not only it's bring the, yeah, yeah bring the fact that that it's a it's possibly something down the future at the right time. But even but, if it's not in the near future, just the fact that he brings it back to family. his family yes. and the women in his family absolutely. as sort of his sounding board on this. Yeah. Instead of just a, a man saying, yeah, yeah we'll do that. Do no, it's like, no, this is something I would consult my family about. the women who play soccer and support yeah. women's soccer in my family. Who I love. And that would be a discussion that we have on this. And that is, again, just super awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, so another reason to love Uncle Arthur. Yeah. As I a mean, father of two daughters, that's I right. mean, this yeah. really gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. Yeah. You know? God, I love that guy. Uh, just some quick injury news. Escobar still has a right leg injury week to week, day to day. The expected lineup we did see come out uh, as expected is the same yes, as last week is. with Gressel playing right back. Yep. Uh, Darlington Nagby and Greg Garza, no news, still progressing. And, and Brandon Vasquez is still out with a foot injury. Yep. 
And then other tidbits is that uh, if Joseph tonight scores against DC United, he will have scored in nine consecutive matches, which is breaking Valeria's MLS record of eight consecutive matches to have a scored a goal. Lots which of good stuff. Which brings us to Mike Conti's treasure chest. Treasure chest. <laughs> Open it up. Oh, that sounds terrible. There's a rat in there? There's a rat in that chest? A dead rat. Holy shit. Dead rat that just came alive. <laughs> Zombie rats now. Zombie rats, guys. Why don't you read us the first one? Um, so Atlanta United can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a draw tonight against DC United. Yeah, but screw it. That's not really what's important. And no, uh, I mean, uh, Red Bulls clinched their playoff and they lost to Montreal. Freaking. MLS Red attendance Bulls. leaders through August. Uh, average per home game Atlanta with 50,863. Three, the closest is Seattle dropping in attendance this season with a yeah, lot of their performances early on. I'm sure we'll see that go up yeah. with, with their uh, winning streak here. But 40,000. They're on eight straight right now. 40,804. So that's 10,000 uh, less. And then it starts dropping as you get to Toronto, 26,000. And then it, Galaxy and then into soccer-specific stadiums, which are selling out. Like yeah. Orlando still selling out, 24,000 or close to it. NYC at 23, Minnesota at 22. NYCFC, big numbers this season. Yeah. Big numbers. I was really impressed when they played um, uh, against Red Bulls uh, the other week. It was it was loud. Was it? It was a lot different than when it was against Atlanta United. It was a lot louder, a lot more people, and uh, it was it was. Well, it's a rivalry. Yeah. yeah. But either so. way, it's not. Yeah. Last year, I don't remember them filling that up as much. Yeah. No. So, I mean, good on them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so keep losing, uh, but good on you. Well, let's <laughs> talk about losing because I really want to talk about it. Red Bulls lost to Montreal. That's right. It made me so happy. You know that that game could have been six zero. Yeah, Montreal missed a lot of chances in that game. Uh, uh, Piatti had a goal called back because offside. Oh. Um, ultimately got uh, the third goal. Right. Um, he was not uh, going to leave that stadium without <laughs> yeah. that goal. He was uh, not going to do it. And still, Red Bulls, like we said, clinched the playoff berth. Um, so they can mathematically finish no lower than six. Right. NYCFC, Columbus Crew just took care. I mean, just. They took care of business. Yeah, they took care of business. Uh, that in, was a, out, a win. Dallas beats Houston, so uh, they move up. They get a few points, Dude, but they've dropped off a little bit beforehand. LAFC, um, yeah, just like they wallop Toronto, wallop at BMO Field, like damn, which puts them closer. Now they're riding right behind Dallas in the Supporters uh, Shield race. Didn't they beat them six something? Wasn't that? I think that was oh, Real. That was, that was Real Salt sorry. Lake. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, 3-1 three, three at BMO. Sorry. For some reason, I Why thought Why do you LA's think my notes are lying, Kelly? I, because it's you, Jay. <laughs> obviously. Um, but no, so me. LAFC now in the hunt, uh, obviously for uh, a good playoff spot uh, on the West with beating Toronto 3-1 at BMO Field. And then the Supporters' Shield standings, which we will update Yeah, we'll get into that after the match. Yeah. But what I wanted to focus on with that is that looking at the total points possible for each team, uh, before uh, this game, um, you know, considering Toronto FC broke the MLS regular season point record last year with 69 points. I right. just found this interesting. And right now, before the D.C. game, uh, New York Red Bulls are on track for 73 points. Dallas for 70. This is max points. Max okay? points, guys. win max every points. game. Yep. NYCFC 69, LAFC 67, and Atlanta 78. 78. I, either way, I don't care what happens in the, in the next uh, seven games or whatever. Yeah. We are going to beat. I think Toronto FC. I think we're going to beat their record their, their 69, 69 points. I we are going to get to 70 at a minimum. At a minimum. So get ready. That's so crazy. Oh, right. that's such a beautiful number. We're showing the lineups here, so we'll do a very quick recap of the DC United loss uh, to Philadelphia Union um, in their lead up to this game. They last yep. uh, we last faced them uh, July 21st. Yep, and we won three one at home. Yes. Um, really. 
didn't give us much of a threat. Uh, Rooney played almost 90 minutes, if not 90 minutes. Uh, he wasn't totally fit yet. Uh, no. They had a lot of run, run a good. long run of away matches leading up to that. Uh, so this is a, a different team I think we're facing uh, as well. And Light United will try to make it eight games undefeated. Uh, we're currently seven games undefeated. Uh, yeah. And then Light United won the last three matches on the road. We are 8-2-2 overall. Yep. Yamil Assad uh, is still listed out with an ankle injury, and we just saw the lineup. He's not even in the yeah. subs, so he's not playing. So Steber, who has been his replacement, also a quality winger, as we talked about last week on our, analysis, on, ah. our, on our analysis evolved uh, top wingers list put out by Harrison yeah. Crow. Uh, Steber was right there with Assad, but when yeah. I watch him, I don't think he's that anywhere close to Assad. Assad's got a spark to and, him. You just and can't, you can't. Steber's just not the same kind of player. He's not, he's not the, as, as good of a presser. He's not good as good defensively uh, as Assad. Yep. Uh, and so I, I think that's a, that's a huge deal yeah, that Assad is not playing in this match. That is, yeah. but Acosta is still dangerous. He is. He is still dangerous. Especially, if, cannot... especially if we don't follow Rooney yes. and stick to him and disrupt Rooney. He can really uh, set up Acosta, Correct. and that interplay between the two has improved greatly in yeah, the last few games. Even though they haven't uh, they haven't won recently, um, in the last couple matches, this yeah. is something that's still a dangerous duo. Yeah, and before Sapong scored for Philadelphia, which is the last game that that DC played, Wade Rudy still had two solid chances to put it home. Uh, obviously, against the side, he hit one on the post, and uh, Chip went uh, sort of like narrowly wide. Yeah. Um, so does the big questions are: Does Rooney have the legs? Right. After two matches, just three days apart, and now uh, with that was th like you know before DC, then DC, and then th another three days, right. and then Philadelphia. Uh, and Stephen Goff from the Washington Post uh, wrote that quote unquote between five and seven players including several starters will miss the September 8th visit to the Bronx because of the national team duty. The MLS game falls inside a FIFA fixture window meaning United right. cannot prevent them from leaving. Some of those same players will also miss the September 12th match against Minnesota at Audi Field. Right. Junior Moreno, Venezuela Zoltan right. Stieber, Hungary Onyo Fischer and Daryl Maddox to Jamaica Bruno Miranda, Bolivia have all been formally summoned by the respective national teams Bill Hamid and Pal Ariola were included on the US preliminary list though the final squad of about 25 players will not come out till Sunday. It so, came out, they weren't on it. So is this a game, you know, we saw the lineup. I didn't I didn't see who they were putting. Sorry. Did, they, did you see the lineup? Yeah, I pulled it up right now. Oh, okay. That's so, what I was doing. I was uh, pulling up the lineup. I know, but I needed to look at it. <laughs> I uh, was looking at it. So we have Steber in, we have Acosta, we have... Uh, we have Canoose, we have uh, Mourinho. So have he's not resting these no, guys. No, he's not resting anybody right now. And that was the question mark, was, was will he question. rest them? You know, he's going to have to rest them at some point because he's got these international matches where they're going to be playing, potentially. Yeah. Uh, and then a, a cramped schedule of Audi Field. So he's going all in right now. He's going all in. Th all in. Ben Olsen. So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see when he starts uh, subbing people out. We ain't getting any breaks at Lane nope. United. No breaks. <laughs> You meals out, that's this is, it. That's all you like, get. I feel like this is a constant theme that any team that we play, no matter how poorly they've been, they've been playing, we always seem to to meet them or play them at their best. Well, I think teams step up their game against us. Yeah, Which is good. Yeah, we I want that, but... Yeah, I think Atlanta on, is, is, is the uh, marquee match. For yeah. Them, you know, I would the, love the, a blowout game. I would love a blowout game. Yeah. Well... Okay, I mean, sure, yeah. Oh, so that being said, I, we never asked you, what is your score prediction for the D.C. United match? I think 3-1. Make sure okay. you get on the sheet. Yeah, Yeah. make sure you get on the I'll, sheet. Uh, I'll, I'll write it in on there. Kelly yeah. predicted 1-0. Yeah. I predicted 2-0. Yeah. Um, we have our associate producer over here. 
giving, giving information to Kelly as we speak. I'm sorry. So Atlanta United earlier tweeted out Audi Field, right? We ready, unite and conquer. DC United on Twitter responded with, nice to be in a soccer-specific stadium, huh? Question mark. Why is DC United so shit at social media? Mark, uh, Mark Arnold <laughs> at Mark Arnold 75 said, you mean the stadium it took you 20 seasons to finally build? DC United talk, said, talk to us when you have history. And John Petty at Atlanta United 17 said, I like the dreams of the future better than the history of the past. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> DC United. Wow. Very, wow. So DC United wants to go to war with Atlanta United supporters on Twitter? On Twitter. You see the last time Orlando tried that? They got destroyed. They got destroyed. Don't do it. Bring it it the fuck on, motherfuckers. Like, I don't want to beam, I don't want to beam to like land on my head. Listen up, social media intern. Fuck your shit up, Literally the entire thing. They keep going against all Atlanta United. This is great. All right. We don't need to read all of it on. We don't need to read all of it. Don't be mad here. It's it's just, it's, it's going to be just great. please keep adding us. <laughs> please keep adding us during the game, after the game. Just yes. keep it going. Keep it I going. just want to fucking destroy you later when I get just my hands on my phone just in a second. It. Oh, beautiful. Come at us, brah. So, Louise, uh, thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you so much for having yes. me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. And thank you for coming. I mean, oh, thank we really you. enjoy yeah, having, having you guys. This is a great then, experience. And then yeah. we'll head to the match. We'll go to a quick break. We'll bring on the other Louise from Siempre United Siempre after the United. game. Hang in there, guys. This one is going to oh, be saying three. Oh, all right. a Let's good see this. one. It's, oh, I hope it's a soccer-specific game. <laughs> <laughs> You guys. You guys. Do you like beer? Uh, yes. Well, I know Kelly likes beer. <laughs> Do you like breweries? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, duh, right? Right, if right. If you like beer, you have to like breweries. Yeah, I mean, it's, they, they go together. <laughs> well, the more, go to- we have an awesome, awesome promotion for you guys. The, the sickest promotion, we guys. Have part- the sickest. We have partnered with the Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta's only hop-on, hop-off brewery shuttle service. The only one. There is literally no other shuttle. I mean, there might be a, uh, a guy, like an Uber driver, that say he could drive you places. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if you want to get in that car. <laughs> it gets kind of expensive. It does. It could smell I mean, like cigarettes. You, you don't know. Yeah, I yeah, know. But when you when you really consider it, you're, you're, you're riding between seven breweries, one cidery, a distillery, and even a Marta station for only $15. If you try to do that, 
with an Uber or a Lyft, I mean, you're paying almost $100 yeah. for the day. And it's not advisable to try and do it yourself because if you are by yourself, that means you're drinking. Yeah. You don't want to be drinking and driving. If you're no. with a friend, you don't want to put that friend in the spot. Yeah, don't draw, do that. You don't want to draw straws and figure out, okay, well, now who only gets to, to not drink at the rest of the breweries? Obviously, Doug. Right. Doug has Doug, to. We, Doug's always yeah. a DD. Doug and, and Ben. Screw that Ben, ben guy. God, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Avoid the expensive uh, uh, Uber and Lyft rides. Avoid, yeah. you know, driving... I mean, or and having to find the places on a map with or like ways. Yeah. And you know, take all the work out of it. Nobody wants to do any of that. Take all the work out of it. You could basically sit in the bus and just tweet the entire time. Yeah. Get on the bus. Or post selfies. Like Kelly said. Yeah. They go to seven breweries. Seven one breweries. cidery and a distillery and even a Marta station for only $15 a day, guys. Not only that, but you also get to hang out on the bus with the beer nerds. Like, they have guys on the bus telling you... All you want to know about every brewery you're about to go to, the beers that they're serving, and even new things that got coming out. I mean, who doesn't want to know that? Sit back, relax, enjoy whatever music the driver puts on. Maybe you'll learn some new songs. Yeah. Okay? Get to know a beer nerd. Despacito. Get all the knowledge ahead of time before you get to the brewery so you don't have to worry about it. You can just, just get off the drinking. bus. Start drinking. That's what this whole thing. You don't for. have to get off the bus like some of these other tours and have to deal with some guy giving you the tour and the rundown. You already know. You just get the highlights. You get to know what's new. Maybe you've been to some of these breweries before. Yeah. You could just it's don't like worry a, about it's it. It's like a fast pass. Absolutely. For like, for like all those amusement parks. So why is this but a big with beer? deal? Why is this a big deal, guys? Because unrelegated listeners like you yeah. get five dollars off daily $5 passes. Dollars off, dude. With, that's yeah. That's one third the price. That's a third of the price. And all you have to do is use our promo code UNREL. U-N-R-E-L. UNREL. You got it. UNREL. I mean, yes. it's easy to spell. And yeah. it rhymes. Yeah, and it rhymes. <laughs> and the offer is good for Fridays or Sundays only. And there's, you know, a limit one per person. That's, I mean, that's standard. I mean, guys, it's only weekend. $15 a piece. Yeah. So you're taking $5 off of that. You yeah. know, sure, you can't you, you can't go on a on a Friday and then use it on that same Sunday. Yeah. That's you can't cool. combine it with other offers, but that's typical. You should be getting all the breweries yeah. in on that one day anyways. Yeah. So it shouldn't matter. So You're pound it for one day. <laughs> Straight pounding. So let's recap it. No Uber, no Lyft rides. It's only $15 per day. Beer but, nerds. But if you use the code UNREL, yeah. it's only 10 bucks. Only $10, guys. That's insane. So that is insane. Go to the website, pick a Friday or a Sunday, use the code, get your discount. Yeah. It's Atlanta Beer Bus, guys. ATL Beer Bus. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at, at ATL Beer Bus. And you can find it at AtlantaBeerBus.com for more information, guys. Atlanta Beer Bus. Create your own beer adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it.
back from 90 minutes. Sorry, now. I'm just dry heaving. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I had Ugh. to come out for this. <laughs> no, we I loved being here. This, I, no, no, no. Yeah. I loved being in this location. This was you fantastic. Guys were we had a great hype time. And you chanted the entire time. It was it was more uplifting than it was anything else. Trust me, it the would have been. There are far worse places where we sit there as dead quiet, yes, yeah. like dead after quiet. a goal scored, and nobody's saying yeah. anything. And it's we just needed awkward. you guys tonight because otherwise yeah. it would have. I would have. I would have gone into a bathroom and locked myself in it. But we wanted like, to invite you back, and we <laughs> lost. she would have been here. She would have stayed it's, here until the next. I would have. <laughs> I would have. I mean, had we won, I would have just put a cot up in the corner, and yeah. you wouldn't have been able to get rid of me. So, so no, that. we would have locked you away, and you wouldn't have been able to leave. And that's true. So <laughs> our listeners don't know who's talking because Sorry, uh, we have some new uh, guests on. Uh, Patrick Cox of uh, uh, the Suburban Ultras has joined yes. us, as well as Mr. Villas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Luis of Siempre United. United. Oh, God. We saved you for the best part. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? You're welcome. You know, he was what? trying to leave, and I was like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You will suffer yeah. this together. I have to sit what? through this. We have this. to process have what to happened. Why, why you couldn't bring me, like, for the 5 that we get to this um, LA, LA uh, DC, though, whatever they call it. So. Yeah. Oh, my I God. Don't. So, uh, obviously, a so loss 3-1 was the scoreline. I saw lots of 3-1s the other way around on the scoreline prediction yep, sheet. Uh, pretty much. There were no traders during the scoreline prediction before the, the uh, we had sheets out there. And people yep. filling Not it out. in this group. And nope. nobody won. So, we had to then base it on basically just the, the – we poke, picked Larry's goal yep. in a minute and try to pick who was the closest. I totally skipped over to Luis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you did. You did. It's I like can't. it was like a mental block I didn't to you. Have and you're a, like, I wasn't guy. prepared – this guy named For Luis. this situation. I wasn't yeah. prepared to have to go through the sheet and make up like a secondary Because you called what, 36th minute? 36th minute. Yeah. 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 That's super close. It was. It was very yeah. close. So he went to 38 first. Yeah. And then went to 34. And then went to 34 <laughs> and completely missed you. And then 28. And I was like, okay, I, okay. I got another puck, so I'm not allowed to win. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. Sorry. Got to yeah. cater to the home crowd. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like we all work in the same store. You can't like. Exactly. Can't, it's, the discount doesn't work for everyone. You can't do scratch-offs in the same gas station we all work in, right? Employee uh, discounts yeah. only <laughs> go so far, Luis. It's not friends and family. <laughs> so, guys, uh, in this That's match. True. Uh, I think we, we started off fairly well. The first five minutes were a little dicey because they pressed hard. You and think we started off well? Well, no. I mean, if you just discount the first few minutes, we were getting pressed a lot. I thought yeah. we absorbed it for the most part. Um, <laughs> and then, okay. you know, we finally started gaining possession. They That's started true. to back off. That's true. Yep. And we were just pinging it around, taking our time. It calmed down after about the 10th minute. Larry had a, uh, some great plays disrupting Rooney. It seemed like Rooney wasn't going to be a problem. I was all positive. I was like, we yeah, got we got we Rooney got covered. This. They tried to go run down the uh, right side, you know, really pressure Gressel. Uh, that was my only concern was they continue to try and do that. But Tito was coming back, helping defend. Miggy was coming back, helping defend. It looked like this was going to be a typical away match where we kind of get into our tempo. And it's a little, you know, it's not the cleanest game, but... You know, I thought we were going to duke it out and be be all right. You and know, if, if anything, when I was watching all of this go down, I was like, you know what? A draw. I'm, I'm That early? Yeah, that I early. thought we were going to blow them out like, no. early on. We, were, no. we had like six, no. seven chances come, in the first 20 no. minutes. No, come, 
come Larry's goal, I looked at that and I was like, if we keep a one-one score line, I'm happy with. You this didn't game. indicate that at all from the way that you were watching the game. Like, I still want were, us to win, they but were, like mentally in my mind, I'm like, a one-one draw is fine. I think you're confusing yeah. the oh, second half with the first wine. half. Oh God. Because okay, thank you. We had Tito taking low Hopefully shots from, my water. from outside the box. Okay. Uh, we had a couple of half chances go to Joseph. A shot, a bunch of shots for Gressel no, long distance. No, we had We had Gressel Tito cross, just missed Joseph. Uh, hit Barco's feet, then off the left post, rebounds. It looked like we were, you know, a typical missing some shots. Typical Things us. are happening. I mean, typical too. us. What do you mean typical us? We were, <laughs> we were creating us. chances, and I thought for sure that we were going to start converting on him, but that didn't happen. No. That didn't happen. Um, it. It felt, I don't know what it was like. The, the pitch aggravated the hell out of me, first yeah. of all. Yeah, okay, looking at the pitch, it, there's there's spots that almost look like wide spots, right? Uh, there's, I think, about three across the field, and it looks exactly where they would put sprinklers into a field. So people were having discussions of whether it's a wet spot or it's a dry spot, things like that nature. But basically, the it's pitch just was just... It's just gross to look at. It's gross to look And the ball was weird. The way yeah. it moved, it was slow yeah. in some places. It was faster in others. It's, it stopped out of nowhere. It's, yeah. The, the passive wasn't getting I don't know what the deal is. supposed to be. I mean, that's not an excuse, but it's just it's not helping either. Patrick, um, what did you think of the field? Uh, exactly like you described it. <laughs> like it was just weird looking. Yeah. And yeah. I forget. Jason Longshore came on the other day and said that the... the, 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 the DC United said no. It's not sprinkler spots. It's something else, and that I think that uh, uh, I think I stopped listening because I pulled into the <laughs> into the parking lot. Yeah. But so right before he actually gave the description of what supposedly it was. Thanks, Percy. Um, Spot us all around of drinks. Yes, Percy. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Um, Super shout out. For, yeah. For all of that, and also uh, guys, before we continue, sh big shout out One to of our newest um, suburban ultras. Yes, and and big shout out to uh, Pizzeria Zuri. Yes. Uh, by the way, had their cheesesteak, and I don't know what it is about like any place I go that's not like a classic Philly cheesesteak type of place. They, they have a good right? cheesesteak. I got, it was perfect. I got a, a classic Italian uh, salad, which is like a caprese, which is uh, mozzarella balls. Um, We're stalling, guys. We're Roma stalling. tomatoes and uh, <laughs> anything other than talking about this game, honestly. Um, yeah. But it was absolutely delicious. I love a caprese whenever I can get one that's delicious, and it was fantastic. So um, back to the game. It was, it was one of those games where you could see it was going to get chippy. Uh, you know, I feel like DC... We're getting some calls that were questionable. Um, Acosta never got a yellow card, by the way, through this whole game, never. I think. Somehow, never. he had four or five fouls. Um, okay, the fact that he never got questioned on any of the fouls he went down for is malarkey. There were a couple offsides that were questionable on uh, Joseph that I thought were close. Uh, I, I and can't even. With there this. was a play like in the 25th minute where Gressel or, or Tito crossed, uh, just missed Joseph, hit the feet like we talked about, Barco, hit the left post, and it rebounded to Rometty. Yes. And then he hit the ball, and then a defender slid yeah. like to hit his feet, yep. and he jumped over him to avoid having his feet yeah, taken out Yeah, and then got a yellow him. card for it. And I, I didn't see him get a card. He got a card? He got a card for that. Yeah. For it diving? It was diving. Yeah. Which is outrageous. Outrageous. Like he was trying to avoid getting hit. If anything, Absolutely. it should have been a foul called on the defender. Yeah, it should have been. So if he stood, stood there and had his ankle broken, that would have been fine. Exactly. would have been fine. He would have gotten the foul called. Just weird but, you stuff know. like that um, all night. It's just one of those. It's DC United, man. This reminded yes. me of DC United of old. Yeah. Hamid's back. I mean, We're 0-4 against Hamid. Yeah, we are. 0-4 against Hamid. 
It's like he brought the raccoon back with To Audi Field, yeah. Sorry. It turns out the whole time that Hamid was, was the, the raccoon, raccoon witch. witch. Mm. Uh, absolutely. Wow. You, do you guys rehearse that? I didn't even do, rehearse do you that. Do you guys rehearse that? It just happened naturally. Yeah. Damn. Wow. I read his mind and I so, just go with it. So. It felt like I, I missed the beginning part of the play where Acosta got free and was just one on two against, uh, was it Parker and Larry or Gressel and Larry? Uh, and it was, it was I, from a header from uh, none other than himself, Rooney. Uh, it was actually, if you think about the the way that uh, the defenders were lining up, it was a fantastic header from Rooney. But the thing I is, mean, you can't, it was you two can't on one. It. We had him. It was great. Exactly. One of them should slide. That's it. And yeah. not not to him, not to him, just to block the, the the shot. And and both of the guys follow him inside, and he just yeah. puts it on his left foot. He just goes does. In the bottom left past Guzan, who yeah. doesn't even I see mean, it. I mean, Acosta was guaranteed at least one goal for for this game. That's that was my intention going into this game. I was like, you predicted one nothing. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, I guess I did. Oh, my God, Kelly. Revisionist history. Oh, my God. I knew we were going to tie. I knew it cost us to score a goal. It's a bunch of bullshit. I'm going back to the tape. I'm going to stick it in here. <laughs> yeah. Where you made <laughs> we're in, a, in the graphic where you made the prediction. I was, I was Stand up or no. be accountable okay, for what I you am, said. I am. All right. Look, I was looked at the other Just day. Just because you were down no, in the second half to me. doesn't mean that that's the way you thought this was going to go before the game. All right. I was told the other day when I was hanging out with a friend. They were like, you always say three, blah, blah, blah. And so now is, that has been sticking in my mind that I like keep saying three for everything. And so I'm now I'm now doubting myself on my line score wow. predictions. It's a good yeah. number. Yeah. Thank Thank you. You. Three. That, that's happening lately a so lot. So let's right? just be clear. <laughs> no clean sheets. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever ask me for a score prediction. It'll be wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was also clear that DC started to just, uh, after that goal, then they could really bunker. And they, they could start to give McCann all the space he wanted. Because McCann was Man, slotting these balls over the goal. They just weren't going anywhere. McCann's not a crosser. They gave him – well, he had – no, he's been proficient at times. But it ha wasn't consistent in this in this match, and he had all the time in the world. And they gave him all the space in the world in the first half to, to, to hit these passes, which means they could focus on crowding the center you yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, more, which was pushing it out either to Tito or – which actually that's where we were the busiest was Gressel and Tito on the, yeah, it was. On the right side. Yeah, it was. Coming in and creating chances, the crosses. Almost all the chances seemed to be coming from there or breakaways. From the right side. Yeah. Where you had your typical Miggy Joseph Barco breakaway or et cetera, yeah. which unfortunately also led to nothing uh, several yeah. occasions. Yeah. Barco, I felt like, was uh, was stifled this entire game. I would agree with that. Kind of, yeah. He was creating chances, but it, it, he – it I, I would like to bring something. Since May 5th, we haven't won three games in a row. Yeah. That was the last day that we win three three games in a row. So, excluding the fact that the field was a trash field, excluding Acosta, Ariola, the ref, fuck you all. They Thank you. They I dominate us. It's hard to, to accept, but it's, they dominate us after they made the second goal. Yeah. After the second goal, we get desperate. Yeah. We get, we get frustrated. Even a fan get a pass over there from Leandro Gonzalez Perez. He, he he threw a pass and, and the fan get it. Like, hey, I'm here. If he wasn't doing that, Man, he was giving like, the ball away with passes to the center of the field exactly. in our own half that created counterattacking opportunities the for DC United. The desperation. And I mean, uh, we went crazy the sec that second half after the second goal. No Atlanta United. That's it. We lost our steam. There was an LGP pass like the 35th minute where he basically crossed a pass across their own half, straight yep. to a DC player yep. that yep. led to a run of play where Segura took a shot and Guzan had to make a killer save, yeah. exactly. a reaction yeah. save. Yeah. Like yeah. that could have been another goal in the back of the net due, yeah, due to defensive been. error. Yeah. Um, 
you know, the, it just, it funny thing is Gressel looked like the best defender on the pitch. I mean, Larry was disrupting in the midfield, but he was, you can't leave him the last man standing and no. expect him to like beat Acosta or, yep. you know, I can't blame him for the last goal, yep. you know, like we're, we're throwing in, what are we doing? Like this, let's just, I'm going to just jump to the second half and we can go back and, and also, talk about some of the goals. But, oh God. but when we, when we brought in Bello and Romario oh for Tito Barco in the 76th minute. I looked at... No, 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 I, no, no I, not I thought even me and Jay that. Were we, took, fight. we took I look, Parky off first. I don't care about that. That didn't bother me. I had to, that, that bothered me that we took Parky off. Parkhurst was not... I didn't see, think he was making an impact on the game that much. Yeah, but I should have taken out McCann. A, yeah, take out McCann. Put Lewis, Lewis, saying, come lower. on, man. I, don't take Parky out. I'm expecting that if Parkhurst came out, there was a reason. There was He was lagging. There was something happening that Tata saw or the fitness team saw that he had to come out. No, That's the I, only okay. reasonable explanation. Right. I agree right. with that. But, but it didn't, it didn't, that didn't phase me at the time because I said, you know what? Kratz will slot in defensively, you know, but it, we'll but figure it out. Over it, there is the mental, the mental yeah. aspect over there. You take out the captain. But I didn't know the word. Yeah, and I also you didn't know what the formation so was going to be. I didn't no. know where Kratz was going to uh, slot in. If then, three in the then, back. You, then you have what? Rometty dropping back to the back line? <clears throat> well, no, Larry. Larry was. No, they, yeah, they, Larry they went down. Larry went, became center back. Yeah. Why do you think he was the last man on every goal? <laughs> yeah. I, I would have pulled Larry. Exactly. So, no, Larry was doing great. Larry scored Larry the goal. Had a great game. If you were going to do that switch. I wouldn't mean no, I would have no, pulled no, no, Larry, no, but if you were going to do that switch. No. No. <laughs> but you're not listening. Obviously, they pulled Parkhurst because if there was an issue. Why else would you pull him? It has yeah. nothing to do with he was like, hmm, Tata, am I going to pull Larry or Parkhurst right now? <laughs> That's not what happened. There's no fucking way. Yeah. Parkhurst must have been having an issue because why would you pull him out? He never <coughs> he, gets pulled out. He never, exactly. he he never, never gets never pulled out, out, but I don't. Exactly. So... Don't worry. I, don't I, will, I, will, I will call really Tata don't. tomorrow. Don't worry. But Larry, I will call Tata but Larry could slot back. That didn't worry me. Even if we go to a three-back line, whatever it is, I feel like Larry can play center back. That's, that's no, fine. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. But when the 76th minute came around, yes. and all of a sudden it was play your kids and play Romario and take off who all of your speed and creativity is coming from, yes. With Tito and Barco coming off when we still had a chance. Yeah. To, to get in this game. The only thing I would have said to change on that is is keep Tito on and then take Barco off and put Bello on. Take McCann off and put Bello on. Yeah. Yeah, that too. To be honest. But McCann, I guess, was playing center back with Larry now because of Parker, so that screwed it up. To yeah. be honest, to be honest, my thought when Bello and William get in uh, to the field, Tata says on his mind, that's, that's my opinion, that, all right, let's prepare for the next game. Yeah. This, this game is over. So it's the only thing I could think of. Give them some time to play. Reserve some, some of the guys. Uh, keep the energy from the other guys. Just let's prepare for the next game. Is, it, is that not the uh, Columbus and Houston formation? As this got really but, quiet. But, okay. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the problem. When they when they came on, I immediately I turned to Patrick, I turned to Kelly, turned to everybody, uh, and I said, "What are we doing? We're gonna get smoked." Because you just have Larry back there. Yeah, and then they're gonna put they're we're gonna, gonna put Maddox on, and we're gonna get smoked. They're gonna put another one away on us. At least, at least try to keep the goal differential. And what keep was it, it two minutes yeah. after you said goal. that? One minute. One minute. One minute. <laughs> one minute. Not even. Bello gives Jay. it. Bello would look nervous. Yeah. He looked like he was out of his depth for the he first did. couple minutes. He didn't have time to get into the game no, because we're down. First game on the yeah. on the 18th. I'm not blaming him. I'm just <laughs> saying he's put it thrown in there, so he has a, a bad pass. Okay, it gets pinged around into the DC half, you know, a little bit. They end up going on a counter. It wasn't Bellow's fault, okay? There were a couple things that happened after that. But either way, then it's Larry running, for, you know, with Acosta. And yeah. then I think either Kratz or Gressel got back there with Larry. But either way, it's the same. it was like the same situation. Two on one, yeah. Acosta 
pings it. Yeah. Fakes to the left. This time he goes right. Yeah. And Guzan looks like a fucking cone, like just standing there, like doesn't even know what's happening. And so it's frustrating because, and, and the thing is, they hadn't even put on Maddox yet. I was saying, if you put these guys on, because here's what I thought was going to happen. I thought they were going to put, uh, as soon as, uh, if I was Olsen, Ben mm-hmm. Olsen, and I saw Bello and Rario go on, I would have immediately sub Rooney for Maddox. And be like, let's smoke these motherfuckers. Yep. And, and now at, he got the goal so fast he could wait. <laughs> so he waited to like the 80, but yeah, but 80 re- second remember, or minute. They have been played three times this, this week, if I'm not mistaken. So that was the they third do. game. They do. It's right, the right. Game. And they have so. international friendlies that we yep. talk about that they have coming up and, and players. So he's he could very well now rest his guys for their next game in their next game. You know, he was taking a gamble. And just played Maddox all, the whole time. Was hoping he was taking a gamble and was hoping that his players had the fitness to to match up, and they did. Yeah, they did. It was very we frustrating didn't run them because the first half felt like. If we kept that momentum through the second half, where we were creating those chances, paying yeah, the post, we could have had a scaring chance, scaring the life out of them. But Hamid again stood on his head. I mean, Hamid it, it helped that does. we were hitting the ball right at him a lot of the times. But mm-hmm. any of those crosses that typically, if you watch games where Joseph gets his headers and scares the hell out of defenses, it's these balls whipping in overhead, right? Yep. And Hamid looks like he every time the ball would cross over, a lot of them were good crosses. But yeah. Hamid was just always in a good position, and it looks like he's twelve bloody feet tall, and he'd always take care of it yeah. every single time. Okay, and Joseph I, never I, had a chance in the air with Hamid. I want to test for for stilts, guys. This is not fair. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, still, Escobar is injured, so you need to pull Grace back. So right. he 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 don't have the opportunity to. Made those to, to give the passes, yes. The yeah, crosses, Tito the was ha- Tito was serving in the crosses. Which, to be fair, he got two assists off exactly. of those crosses right. for Joseph. And Tito, but, Tito also won his own goal. So, and I feel like even without Escobar, that right side was the most. We were putting the most pressure on that it was. side. It was the most on that side. But unfortunately, it just wasn't the cards for this game to bring on a bellow. No. I felt like maybe on another game, uh, Parkhurst is still in the game. Maybe the cocktail would have been right. Where we would still would have been two one down, and Bello comes on, and that that speed, a little bit of that different creativity, that yeah. energy, that young yeah. energy can can change things up. Well, but, I mean, I gotta, but, I gotta say, Car- but Romario's Car- just Car- running into the well. Romario's just running into the defense. We're just hold passing on. him the ball hold with on. short passes That's, right in front of the defense. And yes. He's just bumbling into the defense. I okay, let's. Yeah, That's I'm, not his I'm, game. No. no, I'm I'm rewinding really quickly. Bello, when he first came on, even though he did look shook, he looked like he didn't. Just wasn't just comfortable. Like, yeah, he's looking wasn't comfortable. comfortable. He delivered Brandon. an exquisite pass, an exquisite cross into the box, Dude. which wasn't taken advantage of. There was nobody there. There was nobody there. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of that. I'm not going to, I mean, he like, had, he had, like he, congratulations. He, you had one of 50 passes into the box and here, nobody was there. The point. Here's the point. <laughs> Obviously, we lost this game, right? Obviously, we lost really? it. Really? Please tell yes. me again. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> we lost Jesus, the game. Jesus, Kelly. Oh my God! A point takeaway is that Bello has the ability to do what McCain can't. Uh, I saw six minutes of him, and he looked—he didn't look great. I mean, when what he are gets you talking comfortable, about? I'm, I'm, you a, saw six minutes of him on the and, and the the last dying minutes of the match when we're already losing, and they're obviously going to press him as being a a what sixteen year old? Yeah. Come on, man. Set him up for failure. He's setting him up for failure. Exactly yeah. what he's he, doing. Well, I don't think you set it for failure, but that I think exactly that it's, what a, you're doing. it's a difficult position for him to be in. It's a and growing a, experience. He's got to get this stuff. He's got to go in these difficult challenges yeah. and, and go through it. 
you know. in another team for Williams. And I William. think that he had the opportunity to, to put a perfect cross in, which he did multiple times, at least twice that I can remember. He had one cr- I mean, cross in the you, you can You cannot analyze him. At that point, the game was for this over. Game. You cannot analyze Bello for this yeah, game. Yeah, it's because impossible. He, he don't even we can analyze McCann minutes. and say that he was poor. His crosses were yeah. poor. And another thing with Williams, so let's take when Williams off. came in, in in all the games, um, yeah, Martinez came out off. because yeah. they are both the same positions. So right. that's why William was like mumbling around the defense and all that. Because we were trying to shove Martinez it down the middle at that point. There. We were trying to shove it down the middle because that's we have two strikers there now. Didn't and we so have this the ball problem? There. Didn't we have this problem with Romario earlier? What do you mean? He keeps dropping too far back. What are you talking about? He was he was basically up there with with the play as we were pressing. Yeah. And th- we were we weren't giving him any opportunities because we were passing the ball two feet to him with three defenders around him already. But that's not what I'm saying. How is he I'm supposed to be successful? We're obviously seeing him drop back for defense, and we don't need to see him drop back for defense. There are no. defensive players that can drop back for defense. I didn't see any of that. I just saw. Oh, I saw that completely. Armario was coming completely back for defense. If he was back there, then why was he back there when Acosta scored the goal? Jay, I don't have answers for you. Babe. I'm just saying. Where are you saying you see him defensively I, in Kelly, that five-minute window? Him. I didn't. See he was him up front, taking the ball, taking okay. the ball, and to, going to defense. But the problem is, it was so crowded in the middle. And at that point, you know, even though Joseph was trying to draw runs, we were so panicky, so desperate to get a goal. It just felt like we were pushing it at that point. We were, you know, just trying anything, and it just wasn't coming off. You know. Uh, I feel like Tata said, "We don't have this. We're not going to win it." Yeah. Let, next let's game. Prepare for the next. It's thing. a confusing message, Giving isn't it? Time so they can These play. Guys a chance. It's a confusing we'll message. We'll go to San Jose. We'll get four to zero and yeah. call it good. I don't even want to. It's a confusing message. The 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 subs. I'd like to find out later what happened at Parkhurst. It'll be interesting to find out the whole story so I could kind of piece this all together and think about it later. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't good enough from our guys. <coughs> you know, we we had number of breakaway chances. Um, where what, let's talk about that Miggy breakaway. Miggy and Joseph were breaking away, and uh, Miggy gifts a pass to Joseph at the top perfect. of the box as he tumbles perfect. over, and Joseph has a a one-two touch chance before Hamid comes out. Hamid's out, way out, way out, and he just scuffs it way left, like two feet left of the post. Yeah, that's the moment where I think everybody looked at each other and said, "It ain't you, happening." This isn't happening. You know, tonight. you know how many shots do we get in this game? Tell us, please. 22 shots. Yeah. So we were, we were against DC's <laughs> one goal. Yeah. Yeah. 22 shots, one goal, and then DC was what? Nine. I just have all these. Uh, Nine and three goals. I have all these. Nine uh, and three. But you know what? Man, like I'm so used. That's to, bullshit. I'm so used to reading now, like analysis involved and talking to these guys who look at stats and stuff, and everything was telling me leading up to this game that like I'm learning to understand the game statistically and things that might happen as far as chance-wise. And statistically, this is one of those games where we're coming up on where our XG has to plateau at some point. Yeah. I mean, Joseph's XG has to plateau at some point. And it did. And this is the game. It all happened all at once. It all came together. And of course, and it's so unfortunate because Larry, we should, be, we should be able to celebrate hey. Larry's goal tonight. Chill out. At least it wasn't with Orlando. All right. If this happened that's with true. Orlando, that's true. I will hang I myself with that three over there right <laughs> now. Yes. All right. I mean, no, I'm no, with you. No. I'm with you, man. I'm sorry. Across the street, we still need to celebrate here. It could have. It could have been worse. Because, it could however, have been worse. if I think about teams that I don't like and that we have had bad issues with before. 
Yeah. DC is right. It's kind of become a little rivalry, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. In its own way. Yeah. I don't know, but last week I saw you on Twitter like, oh, oh, Asap, Asap this, Asap that. <laughs> okay, first He's the off, enemy now. Assad is now my, my rival. Oh, ah, now. Oh. Oh. Just like, oh. I, I can't support Assad. Did this happen in the first half Acosta with everything else? Or? Okay. And he likes Areola. I don't oh. care. No. I do not but, care. But By the way, when they offered to rehire him, giving a new contract, and he denied, it wasn't your Actually, your I enemy. think what happened is no. our inside man, Assad, couldn't play this game because he never showed up Yeah. in the last game. Never. He never showed up. And then he doesn't come on. And boom, and look what lose. happens. Exactly. That's a, a, oh, now Assad. you're switching it again? <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that put yourself in the corner. That's, I'm sorry. You're, you're That's his the narrative, right? You're That's the one the that threw Assad, your love, under the bus a second ago, and now you're just turning it. When yeah. Barca, you are a mess okay. right now. Hold on. I've hold never on. seen you so scatterbrained no. in my life. Stop. Uh-huh. <laughs> when, when this Miguel leaves for Europe, and Barco moves to Miguel's spot. Who's gonna fill Barco's spot? Another Argentine. Another Argentinian. Yamiel. Yeah. Yamiel. He's coming back. No. He's too expensive he's now. No, he's no. not coming. He's no, too he's expensive. Not, he's no. not as expensive as Barco or Miguel. He, make, he makes like as much as he makes close to what uh, what uh, Joseph does up in DC no, right now. No, he doesn't. No. He's like at a million something. Why you think he denied our contract? <laughs> Money talks. I'm yeah. telling you, right. I know that money, money talks. talks, but I'm not saying we ain't that paying as much as Joseph. Money. Okay, yeah. you guys, you're you're lo- you've lost your mind. Jamil. You're the one that's changed Jamil. your mind seven <laughs> times <It's not laughs> since the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> on scoreline, on the feeling that you had before the game, on yeah. how you felt things were going to go in the first half compared to the second half. I don't even want to hear it. I know. I this know game is, has shook you, and it's clear as day, Kelly. Yeah. I know he missed us because he every now and then he's in here. He's here in Atlanta. I follow him on Instagram, and he posts that shit. Yeah. Like, next to the Mercedes Stadium. Selfie. By the way, can we say, can we just say <laughs> Into that? Into the game. We just say, yeah. hanging out. <laughs> we, just, can we just say that Larry almost had a second goal, by the way. If Hamid had yeah, to save at the bottom did. post off another he header. He did. Yeah. 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 So we had off the post. We had Larry almost get a second goal. We had, uh, they had the off the post bounce. We had Remedi was going to get to the ball unless, until he was tackled and got a yellow card for the, for the, the, the For a dive. dive. That wasn't Wrestle. a dive. And by the way, was that a foul or not a foul in the box? Uh, Barco behind, uh, no. was it no, uh, Areola? It not a foul. No, for me. Not a foul. No. And the problem is, is on the replay, it just wasn't clear, clear and obvious and enough obvious. for VAR. Correct. So I think VAR did the right thing, but I think the ref... Shouldn't have called that. He no, should just he wait until rated to see if VAR went to the it. The ref Kern went like, I already call it. He was, I don't think he had the greatest, greatest sight line either. Kern uh, obviously was the foul ref. to start the yeah. whole play. Yeah. And Dude, in the ref. middle. Right, the one, because midfield. there was a foul at midfield. midfield. <laughs> we remedy. And then that one happened and he called the penalty. Like, yeah. The, the other one that got everybody up in arms was uh, Moreno. Mickey's breaking away. Moreno literally, red card. literally should have been a red while card. While he's taking three steps, takes a look at his feet and sticks a leg out purposely. Yep. No one near the ball. Yep. And trips him. Yep. And then acts like like talk like looks at Miggy like, Oh yeah, sorry about that. And Miggy gets in his face, LGP comes up, uh, Moreno lashes out with a hand at LGP's chest, uh, only gets a yellow card. Yeah, only gets only, a yellow it's card. only a yellow. Acosta later gets like another foul, fourth or fifth, doesn't get a yellow card. That's when no. I threw the red card and got the bloody knuckle and lost the red card somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you know, you're talking that way. You know, I, you got to talk in the microphone. Way. Here's, that here's, way. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. There's nothing that MLS refs now do that surprised me. So 
it's just. I mean, we've had worse it refereeing. It's not. We that's have, not even it. We like, have. It's not even that. It's just but it's an like, add all added up. Yeah, I mean, it's like one of those things that like piling up. It happens, and you're like, this, well, this game was too much. It's MLS. Yeah. It, it was so noticeable over there. Like, no, no, yeah. unacceptable. Yeah. Oh, I, I honestly expect for the Eric Rometty. Uh, not the Eric Rometty, but the Barco, the Barco yellow card, because Barco got a yellow card from that foul. The, was the it for penalty, protesting? Yeah, no, it no, was, no, it was from the doing the foul. The end, it was at the end line. No. Such a ridiculous card. Yeah, but he, he had gave, no fouls before he that. He gave him the yellow the box, card so. for inside the box. I know, but that's not automatic, that, is it? That, that foul yeah, is going to be reversed. And in, in my opinion, when that foul is reversed, then that's automatically it's not clear stating, and obvious. saying There's it's no not. way they're going to reverse that. Yeah. There's, been, there's been worse egregious errors that the they, haven't, they haven't lo- <laughs> brought back. That's, and they don't, By the way, you can't reverse a yellow card. Red <laughs> cards are looked by Disco, exactly. not yellow cards. Um, I just want to reverse everything. I just hate life right now. Yes. Okay. Just getting all the rules confused. Yeah. Just, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I'm allowed uh, to be mad, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But what is you being confused? Have anything to do with being mad? Being confused, I'm just bad. She's being, she's, she's being bipolar right now. <laughs> You're in the like, hating life, loving us up. Uh, oh, sorry. It's very so, confusing yeah, time very right confusing now for Kelly. Right now. So just bear with her during this moment, difficult moment. So, guys, uh, I think that's I'm enough for that game. Uh, it, it is what it is. We had an opportunity to really grab the reins. But if you look at it the other way, New York Red Bulls lost their last game. Right. NYCFC, right. although, Lost also. although New York Red Bulls did win their game beforehand, so they are still one game up on us. We have a game in hand. Yeah. So if we, uh, what we'll do is we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, we'll look at the table, and we'll uh, hash out and talk a little bit about Colorado coming up next week. <laughs> Boom! Are you okay, Kelly? No! <laughs> I have a, like I feel like I'm stabbed in the side of my body. All right. Bleeding well, out. We'll talk about that Not after. just anybody. <laughs> You know I need someone When I was younger, so much younger than today I never needed anybody's help in any way But now these days are gone, I'm not so self-assured Now I find, I change my mind, I'll open up the doors <laughs> the uh, saddest. I, w- I, I feel like you've gone back. through all twelve stages of grief <laughs> yeah. in five minutes. Yeah, it's very hectic. I oh have. My God. I want to lead us in with a more like you thing. We're like, and we're back, but like yeah. it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. I'm glad you did that. Uh, oh really God. set the tone to bring up everybody's mood in this it, final I'm segment. So sorry NPR on us. Thir- Thirteen reason why we Kelly Francis. <laughs> We're, we're, we're just going to turn this episode and break it down into different Instagram posts, <laughs> yeah. inspirational Instagram posts, and, uh, and BuzzFeed articles. Don't um, be like me, guys. <laughs> Don't be like me. Seven things I learned about Ben Olsen's left <laughs> testicle. Oh, uh, my God. Um, and I wanted to punch that left <laughs> testicle so bad. <laughs> Another euphemism, euphemism in the bank. 
Punching testicles. Um, <gasps> so, guys, uh, where are we at? Well, we are currently in second place with a game in hand. Of course we are. Um, we are one game behind New York Red Bulls. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and one point. point. And one, one point, point behind. Yeah. They yep. have 55 points. We have 54. And NYCFC, as I expected, will continue to fall away. Correct. Uh, and, in fact, I think Columbus may actually... Uh, Top them? Yeah. Go. I, agree. I think I think Columbus is going to finish third. I agree with you. This season. I do. I wouldn't I be surprised with the way they just manhandled New York City. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I'll tell you why uh, a little later. Um, but the next Ooh, thing is, okay. in our Supporters' Shield wow. race... Again, uh, <laughs> again, uh, is the same as Eastern Conference. I mean, it's uh, one and two. Uh, FC Dallas won their game uh, recently against Houston, so they are back to forty-nine points. Corner. NYC falling away, and I think LAFC is going to eventually leap uh, both NYCFC and FC Dallas. Is my prediction. Yeah. If LAFC continues to do what they're doing, even without Simon, by the way, right? Uh, they completely just isn't that insane? They made Toronto Simon, look like a bunch of clowns in BMO and Field. their defensive holder is yeah. just like who. Yeah. <laughs> just exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because Simon did the same thing to him. They were like, who? Yeah. yeah. So if you didn't know, Simon, he's off to a club in Belgium or France or who cares. It's in uh, France. Yeah. It's and, in France. Uh, Wait. Actually, I think he was becoming a lot. It's in France. The it's funny thing France. is Simon, whenever he wouldn't be in the, in, in, in the lineup, they would lose. But at the same time, when he was in the lineup, he was always looking out of his depth at times were because he was like the last man standing and he's not exactly the fastest guy. And right. like in Bob Bradley's system, he's like caught up field because he likes to do LGP moves yep. and run up field. But the problem is he's the cent- he's the center back, like the main center back. That's like Parkhurst running up and exactly. doing runs to the box and exactly. then like you going, mean, I have to run all the way back. Down. You mean I can't Parkhurst be- with McCann's speed. Yeah. I mean, it so. can't be a forward and a defender at the same time. Well, LGP can because he'll score goals. Uh, well, on set pieces. Well, uh, goal. Uh, goal. Only How one. old is LGP? Only one. <laughs> <laughs> if we look at the Champions League uh, spot standings um, going in for the 2019. Ooh, we're still in advance. Uh, we are at 109. NYCFC, which was our biggest challenge, is 105. And Red Bulls are at 102. Total Heck points over yeah. last season and this season thus far. And we're. So, guys, there are positives. Yeah. <laughs> I'm why trying. Does it, wow. Why does it say that? That the that we're both at equal games remaining at the CCL spot standings. I didn't. Uh, where are you looking at? I'm looking on the graphic you put. Why does it say that we're at eight? Oh God, my phone just did something. <laughs> we're at. Oh my God. <laughs> so, oh my God. Yeah. What is my phone that doing? table was picture was taken before the game, Kelly, but it didn't change. Oh, okay, thank you. Because of nobody, nobody won. So actually. Okay, I see. Okay. Actually, it's yeah, it's, it's different. So don't. Fine. Don't focus on that. I'm We're not, talking I'm about points. I'm not going to focus now. <laughs> oh my I'm not God. focusing at all. Now? <laughs> no. Remaining Atlanta United matches, guys. We, up next, we have Colorado, but we have a nice week. Week we off. Do. We do. Week and a half. Do, yeah. Joseph does not, though. Week and a half. No, because he's Joseph going to has Venezuela two games. national team. Panama and Colombia. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So Honestly, though, I feel like after a game like this, he needs to have Man. some sort of... He needs uh, to travel internationally yeah. and get more minutes on his legs. Yeah. That'll make him feel better. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and no. Andrew, that's and, exactly and, what it meant. And, and, yes, and, and no. And fall into a hole in the ground in Panama oh, wow. in a pitch somewhere. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about <laughs> oh, this now. My God. I've seen some of the matches that they play. So after Colorado's game on yeah. the 15th, I hope uh, we've Joseph got San don't Jose. Re- don't, don't come back uh, injured. Yes, like knock last on wood. Like well, last wow. year. I'm, I'm why why would you tables. do that to us? Man, no. Why, well, I mean, no, it's right here. I mean, Look, well, I, I know it's wood, but wood, still. Man. Knock on wood. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Perfect. She knocked on wood. So we have this break. Uh, we can get some rest. Uh, you know, 
New York Red Bulls didn't have such a thing, so they had to rest all their guys against when they played against Houston. It's almost like they had a, a deal with the coach where they all rested players because they all rested their starters in the yeah. in the Houston game. Uh, but either way, we have a, a rest. Then we come back on the 15th on Saturday against Colorado. Yep. In Colorado, quick two, three-day turnaround, San Jose. And then another quick turnaround back home for a 70,000-plus yeah. uh, Real, Real Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. Yep. There we go. And then, yep. and then, and then after the New York that, Red Bulls. It, it could be the very well. If things shape out to continue to be like they are, it could, this could be the, the game of the century. It is the game New York of the century. Red Bulls. God, that's um, going to be a game you cannot miss. All we can hope for is that the, the people that they have out for friendly is the fact that they have to play uh, more, uh, more games. Uh, than us uh, before the fifteenth. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, they drop more points. Yeah, because if you look Absolutely. at NYCFC, I think they're going to fall off here even more. They have to face New England at home and DC United at home. But the problem is they're playing right through the week of international friendlies. Right, and they're losing to Jury Shradi. Yep. They're losing Cheneau and Afori and yep. Rodney and Wallace. Wallace. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, Shradi's tied for the team leading goals yep. with ten, and Cheneau and Afori are starters. And Via and they're, is miss- they're missing Herrera already. Which cost them in Columbus, I think. Is Via yeah. healthy? Back? Yeah, he's been yeah, happy. Okay. Yeah, he's been fine. All right. Um, and we should have for that game for Red Bull. We should have Nabi and Garza back. They yeah. could be back. Yeah, we should start Possibly, getting some pieces yes. back at like, the end of September. Um, Hopefully. Also, uh, New York Red Bulls. Yeah, play, let's talk about this. New York Red Bulls play on the 16th and the 22nd, so we actually have a game uh, before them. I think. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's my thing with DC United is that when they played their their rivalry week game, uh, DC United got super close to being able to tie them or beat them. So my hope is that with rest and time, DC, DC tied who? Red Bulls. No, I'm not saying that they tied them. They had the ability to tie them or beat yeah. them I, in the rivalry. Okay, I'm just gonna stop talking now. <laughs> no, tell me. I'm trying. No, I'm saying. I'm saying that. What? Finish your thought. I'm just listening. The D- the New York Red Bulls, as as great as they are, the D- DC United team at full strength with um with Emil there, Yamil. He- healthy and ready to go. Because obviously it was uh uh Kamar, Kamar Lawrence Kamar Lawrence or Kamal Lawrence. Kamar Lawrence was New York place for New York Red Bulls. He yes, and he's the one Yamil. that. Y- thank you. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. In that game. Yeah, in that game they. DC could have beat them or tied them. Right. So my hope is that DC does what they did to us tonight and just shit on everything. Yeah. You're talking about the when the Red Bulls play DC on the 16th. That's exactly what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. Okay. All right. That's what I want. Okay. We got there. We got there. I'm with you. Yeah. And then I want Toronto, who hasn't been showing up to anybody else's games other than ours, to finally show up to a game and beat the crap out of Red Bulls. That's so the, the Red Bulls are, are also going to have a lot of guys get minutes on their legs, probably why they rested uh, against Houston. Um, they have Escobar, which is one of their key defenders, called up to Panama to face Venezuela on the 11th. He's been a key fixture. You have Caceres, who uh, hasn't, uh, I think he's a younger guy, hasn't played as many minutes, midfielder uh, for Venezuela's U-20. Uh, Kamar Lawrence is a defender for Jamaica and playing Cayman Islands on the 9th. And Murillo, uh, also a defender uh, for the Rebels, playing Panama. Versus Venezuela. Venezuela. So they have a lot of guys out. We're lucky we have one. Yeah. One this time. Um, FC Dallas play Columbus on the 15th as well. Um, And then LAFC play New England on the 15th. So a lot of games on that Saturday. Um, The key difference being that I think NYC, uh, or was it? One of the teams play like a 5 o'clock. We had a 7 o'clock, but it doesn't matter. Not important. Okay, so looking ahead, if we look ahead to Colorado, which is a ways out, so we'll keep this very high level. Uh, They play Portland on Saturday, September 8th. 
Um, And Portland uh, starving for points after a bunch of losses in a row. They were able to, uh, I think they beat or tie New England. They beat them. But either way. They beat New England. uh, That's pretty much been their only win, like a six or seven. Uh, They they had like a long run of losses. They did. So they'll be starving for some points um, to stay in the playoff hunt against Colorado. Colorado's 2-1-2 in their last five games. And the two wins that they do have are against LA Galaxy, which we just saw them got destroyed. Yep. uh, And San Jose, which is terrible. They're terrible on the road. (laughs) So they were both at home in, uh, in Sporting Goods Park. Um, the rapid season is over, guys. At this yeah. stage, they're just focusing on continuing to build forward. They're pretty much playing a 4-4-2 diamond every single game with yep. Baji and Mason up top. And, McKe- and uh, McBean is a popular yeah, sub. Yeah, and they're at a 5-3-6 right now. That's what they're at. 5-3-6. Yes, the uh, record. Which, granted, at home. their wins are against Philadelphia, which is early in the yeah, season. Yeah, and that's at home, to be clear. Yeah, they're yeah, five, at, home, at home. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, at home, they're at five through six. Granted, you know, the, like I said, their wins were against a Philadelphia, who early in the season couldn't, couldn't figure out where the back of the net was. Uh, Toronto FC and Minnesota United, and also Galaxy and San Jose. So this should be a no-brainer, which I say no-brainer, but, you know, a no-brainer. Um, and, and some might call it actually a trap game. If you can, I, I hope that we... And you believe, if you, if you believe in that sort of thing, it's a trap game. It honestly is a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. First of all, I don't. I'm gonna bel- yell it. It's a trap. Yeah. First of all, this is. Uh-huh. I think Rob Osterley had a good point. He tweeted. I said, well, I don't understand this trap game garbage. And he basically said it doesn't exist in MLS because every freaking game you don't know what the hell is going to happen. Yes. I mean, it's that's true. very true. But it's a trap it's, game. So uh, either way, this should be a game that gifts us. DC United was. We, we Always be tricky. At, we stopped talking about that. Yeah, right? yeah. We moved oh, on. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're talking about okay. Colorado. Okay? Wait, what game? I don't remember. Let's keep going. Yeah. But to be to be fair, guys, they are horrible. They're probably one of the, if not the worst, team in the league right now. They have 31 goals scored and 48 goals allowed. To put that in perspective, after Seattle's run of eight straight wins, the most in a single season in the post-shootout era just now, the Rapids now have the fewest goals scored in the league. It was Seattle. Now now it's Colorado. And uh, the goals allowed puts them fourth in the, uh, the fourth most goals allowed behind right, but Orlando City with yeah. 61, yeah, yeah. LA Galaxy with 54. But let's talk about... And Toronto, Chicago, San Jose, and Minnesota United are tied for third with and 52. And Vancouver. And 50, Vancouver. 52 goals allowed. And, uh, yeah. And then Colorado, 40, 48 goals allowed. I Man. mean, they have but negative 17 goal differential, guys. Yeah, guys. There's no excuse. I mean, like I said, <laughs> it's a trap! We're going to win this game, okay? <laughs> it's... Don't. I mean... I can't. I can't. It can I'm be worse than Orlando. Anyway. I'm just me. saying, bro. You're like, not you, hear that from me. You yeah. could <laughs> not, gonna win. You not. could not have asked for a better gift in the middle <laughs> of this run. Down, but you're never gonna hear the you words know, to come mouth. back from from internationals uh, for this break to just come in Colorado all, yeah. you know, fire. Man. Initially, I thought if we beat DC, we might rest Joseph on Colorado. We're not now. But I don't think that's going to happen no. at this point. No. no. Joseph's not being rested. Yeah. No. If we look at the player stats real quick. Uh, even you know, though, they have, they even have, though that they, they are looking for him to actually break the record. He, he's tied with the record right now. So. Yeah. Well, he, he, he broke no, it. No, he broke it already. He's at 28. He, so he's breaking his own yeah, record at I mean, this point. Exactly. What he was shooting for was Valeri's record of eight consecutive. We, we still, looking, he, we still looking to break the record of the hat-tricks. <sighs> You know, so. if he gets a hat trick <laughs> against just, Colorado, he just needs I'd to be keep okay breaking with it. his own. But let's, well, 
The last game of Colorado. Uh, let, me be surprised. Let, me, let me just say this. It's Colorado. It's a trap! <laughs> oh, my God. Can, can you turn on the... Kelly's so negative now. You could yeah. put, like, a bunch of cones in front of Atlanta yeah. United right now, and she thinks the cones are going to outscore us right exactly. now. Exactly. That's how fucking in the dumps she is right yeah. now. And, and it's really a bummer, Kelly. I had more belief in you <laughs> that you would bounce back from this. You would say, you know what? We got a game in hand. We're still in control of the situation. We have a lot of uh, what look on paper easy games coming up. There's no reason why we can't get the most points back. I'm just going to be New honest. New York Red Bulls hasn't been playing the greatest soccer either. I'm no. going to be honest. And it's not like it's not like they're on fire right now. Tomorrow morning, like at nine a.m., she's gonna wake up and says, "Like Asap, if you were here in Atlanta, <laughs> we would have win that game." <laughs> uh, yeah, she's Instagramming him right now as we speak. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, ATL Trains has been getting the best of me. First really. of all, we don't mention that name on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> who? Oh my god, what? What name is that? That guy is a plant. <laughs> he is a plant from New York. And Rebels, we don't give actually. him spotlight. So no, ATL no. Trains. He gets plenty of attention on Twitter. Could stay there. Look, here's the, here's not coming the thing. into my fucking here's podcast. I I love our guys. I absolutely love our guys. Who, and who I, guys? Our guys, the United guys. Like our players? Yeah, I love our guys. Okay, I didn't know you were talking about supporters. Or, no, no, you know, no. I'm trying. Well, to I love everybody. Talking about how good the suburban ultras are. You, the I mean, suburban yeah. ultras are great. <laughs> I love Atlanta United. I love our supporters. I love everybody. Here's here's the thing though, um, because our team is so good. Right. There's a, there's got to be at, at some point a little bit of a doubt. Stop making hand movements like I'm, I'm going crazy because I'm not going crazy. You're I'm making hand, hand movements. movements. <laughs> OK. We have the ability to win every game from here on out, which is what I said when we talked about this, which is what I betted on. Correct. I didn't actually physically put money down, but I bet it on it, right? Your bet I is bullshit lost. because you said that we would win every game. I did. And we just I lost, did Kelly. <laughs> and that's look, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have the ability to win. We literally have the ability to win every game we play. So you're just resetting it. You're just going to keep moving the bar? That's yeah. fine. I'll no, take that. But I'll take that. Here's the thing. I'll we, take that. Move the bar up. Pretend this didn't happen. I'm now we'll fine. win every game I'm going fine. forward. If if we treat this game like we treat the first game that we ever played this season, which is was against Houston, Houston, four yeah. zero. If we, I don't don't say the scoreline. Uh-huh. I don't want another uh-huh. scoreline. If we treat this game like we treat the Houston game, which I'm fine with doing. Larry in the back. <laughs> <laughs> What happened? <laughs> that's exactly oh my what happened. god! I'm just saying, Patrick. That's the that's really all the announcement. This could be a one minute podcast. I'm just yeah. saying. What happened, guys? He Larry put Larry in the back, the back and yeah. it's Analysis not his fault. I mean, he got a goal. I mean, I he's mean, awesome. Kelly, I love Larry. Just because Larry I'm making fun of you doesn't mean today. you have to overcompensate now. Look, You'll be fine. I'm not overcompensating. I'm just saying that we all do it. <laughs> I don't. People want to leave, Kelly. I don't know what you're talking about. People want to leave. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna skip it. I'm just <laughs> come on. What are you why? skipping? Tell just, it. Because what? you're trying to avoid the situation. Look, the pr- the, the issue no, is quite the here, opposite. The issue here I'm saying is that we have out. the ability to to earn. Now that we're not at 78 points, which is what we discussed before the half. Now we're at 75. We've got max the ability points. max. Correct. We're we have the ability now to score max of 75 points for the supporter shield. For the end of the season. Wouldn't it be 72 now? No, no it was 78. It was 78, now 75. It's now okay. 75. If we don't come here. out of these games with 75 points, we've done something wrong. When mm. we didn't come out of this game with three points, we did something terribly wrong. 
Wong. I can't. I can't see that right too. Now. Coach Kelly, oh. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yep. If I, we don't win, we did something MLS wrong. MLS. I mean, that's how it goes. MLS. It's expert. true. She gets a certificate. Uh, USA so, is looking uh, for you. All need to shut up because yeah. she is an MLS expert. <laughs> exactly. If so. we look at the players coming into Colorado, you got Badgie who scored uh, or Badgie, sorry, scored seven goals, one assist, and after that, it's just a smattering between Castillo, Mason, uh, McBean has a, cu- a couple who was signed in 2017 from LA Galaxy. Um, but if you make a note, Nikki Jackson. Who had two goals and uh, you're missing Kelly Acosta and, actually and Ajay, yep, all of, all of those people. It's a smattering of people. Nikki Jackson and Bismarck um, Ajayboateng, all right, who have three goals between them, are both out on red card suspensions because they got the double red card when they got spanked six nothing yep. against RSL the other day. Now the only worry is that Edgar Castillo likes to push up the left wing. He's very good, so he can make a run at Gressel and try to you know hit his right side there. Um, but nothing that I think we didn't see in the DC game. So if we just look at what we did in the DC game, we should be able to avoid and fix whatever that was. We should look, be able to avoid any kind of issues in Colorado at this point. McBean has joined the Rapids since last December, right? And he hasn't been able to technically produce. He's one of those guys that worries me because he's like way under the radar. He's been a forward forever, but like he's one of those guys where he's probably going to get some play time against us, maybe starting because of the red cards uh, at play. Probably. Uh, we might, see, we might yeah. see him start. But we might even start George Bellow then. Either way, you can't. <laughs> oh my! There's God. not a more predictable team to prepare for. Like Tata has to look at this on paper and go four four two four four two four four two. I mean, that's all they mm-hmm. all they do is a diamond factory. So this shouldn't be an issue. We got this, guys. A Boom. diamond Three factory. Three points. I'm telling you. Yes. Where does, the, where does the phrase diamond factory come from? So 442, in other terms, is called a diamond formation. That makes sense. You shouldn't know that. You're the MLS expert. I should expert. know that. MLS expert. Okay. First off, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't coin that phrase for me. You that put it in your Twitter handle. Game over. Yeah. That's a it bunch of given. bullshit. It's a bunch of bullshit. Do because we want to talk about how the fact that it's it's still, I still beat you at balls and beers? Yeah. Good job. I don't put shit in my fucking... I don't put expert in my fucking name. I'm at plus 19. <laughs> you got to step it up. One. If I put expert in my name, you better nail that shit every fucking time. <laughs> All right. There I'm going to ignore you. We're going to go straight to... Uh, Just be Jay Riddle expert. So, for, for the... So, I'm so a Coke for the, Zero expert. It, wa- it wasn't enough <laughs> space. So, it wasn't. Anyway. It wasn't enough space for hashtag I love Asad. No? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I do so, love Assad. So we got I'm soccer. On. We got soccer. Kelly, I'll give you a hug after so, this. So, Homer Dark Channel <laughs> don't, listeners. Don't, don't, don't. And all friends. Don't pity her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like a bad I watch her destroy now. people on the pitch at soccer station, okay? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't need your fucking pity. <laughs> She'll kick a ball in your face <laughs> and laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got I'm soccer so coming up. Like, <laughs> like Acosta with all the fault. <laughs> That's right. She devolves into Acosta on anyway, the soccer station Anyway, so Home Before Dark Channel like listeners, going the uh, uh, listeners and friends on Wednesdays from 5.30 to 7 p.m. can uh, join all of us for some wonderful soccer at Station Soccer at the Five Points Marta Station. You can check it out on the meetup.com that is actually released on Tuesday, which is 24 hours prior. Uh, yeah, and that's what the, you just, sign up for. Just it. follow Home Before Dark, Home yep. Letter B, Number Four Dark, and they tweet out if they're, yep. if we are going to do it, they tweet out the day before with the signups. So yep. get in there quick. Uh, it fills up fast. You can also check out Atlanta United 2 on ESPN Plus as they travel to play 13th place Penn FC. Uh, two spots up from Atlanta United 2 on Saturday, September 8th at 7 p.m. Yep. Here we go. Check it we out. Wanna, we want to get into the, the reviews. We got iTunes reviews. We've got so many reviews. Hey, you're the fucking expert. I think you should read one of them. 
Okay. Thank you, Jay. Damn. God. You, you couldn't this choose on I put it in her Twitter handle, okay? So, somebody left their will over there. She, she's about to read the longest one. I'm just getting back for the ball to the face from yeah. yesterday. That's all. Look, you, you do realize how. hurt at all. I didn't feel it. I did way too much coke. You do realize yeah, like how, how, how long yeah. that commute is home, right? Did you ever see the movie Blow where he does a line? He goes, oh I can touch God. it, but I can't feel it. Like, I can Exactly. I can't feel it. I can touch okay, it. Okay. Yeah. Equal so. adrenaline. But when you get out of the, the core and a lot, yeah. you feel everything. That's right. So, yeah. 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 Fresh. <laughs> yeah. Irrelevant. Irreverent. Hash- Irreverent. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is off to a great start. This is why I gave her wow. the first one. She wants it, though. This is what Fresh, she wants. Fresh. Irreverent. Hashtag no filter. At Brooklyn913. Dot, dot, dot. And <laughs> now that we're into the actual review for hashtag no fucking filter, exclamation point, exclamation point, their split format with the pregame and postgame segments is amazing and captures every supporter's emotion from the worst Geiger call to the loudest oh fuck you Orlando chant after goal number 28. Jane Kelly, check the typical performance professional sports analysis podcast at the door so that all that is left is 100% pure ATL UTD passion expert 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 (laughs) (laughs) I mashed the subscribe button on my first podcast (laughs) (laughs) shut up and that go my tattoo again I think oh it cost us. Gonna, I think it cost just scored three goals. Okay, so in the how long is this? Jay, break, Jay can break. I sue Kelly by hitting no, people? Stop. <laughs> oh I my did. god! Okay, so everybody's already hit I, the end of the podcast. I They've did. already stopped it. So thank you. I love you all. You're so wonderful. I matched the podcast subscribe button on my first podcast after hearing Jay's bit on how five stripes give people a reason to. I couldn't agree more with. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I'm tagging you out. I couldn't agree more as a transplant into Georgia. I've never felt allegiance to the state or city until our boards came into town. Version. Not only does Unreal Duo recognize this movement, but they embodied it in the show by hosting community leaders that make Atlanta better through soccer. P.S. Sorry I didn't write the review before introducing myself at a tailgate. My debt is paid. Keep being awesome. And if you think okay. Big Tex is going to fix the way you read these, it is, you have another fucking thing. No, 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 no. I had, a, I had a scroll. Second review. Thank you. Titled, Yes, by Crap underscore Hater. Oh, my God. The review says, Yes. Thank yes. you. Please, Thank you. Please let me guys, start the second one, okay? Guys, so I feel like you will, teed yourself up say, for that, Jay. Would you Jay? go? I was, do, I was go? reading the review on my phone. Okay, Jesus Christ. Strap yourself in for this riveting review. Five on five stars. DeAndre for TL. What do you do when you get a mix of expert MLS analysis with a pizza, wine, and flaming hot takes? This, you get this podcast. <laughs> Are you sure? You sound unsure. If you've I ever wanted to know what it's like to score angle. the most MLS goals in a single season, this podcast will absolutely not help you feel that way. But no. if you want to hear two awesome people talk about a guy who scored the most MLS goals in a season, this is the podcast for you. Full of moderately funny jokes and great friends, this is the best yeah. and my favorite podcast on the interwebs. From the number one below average station soccer pickup player, 
DeAndre. <laughs> Thank you for all the reviews. Keep sending in the long ones for Kelly. Keep it simple, okay, please. First Keep off, it simple. First <laughs> off, you, next time that we do a review, I have to not be able to read it on my phone. You've read it off to, your laptop before, example. and it sounds the same every but it's time. Like on guys. my phone, I have to do this. I could have swore you requested all the tongue twisters you could handle. Right, that I, I I did, but like, okay, I did. Showing Kelly the Zoom function on her phone is the most awesome thing I've done all day. So all right, we played. The last review that you read over there was awesome. Like five, five out of five. Got yes. the MLS expert. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Keep it like that. That's it. Fine. That's right. Leave so your reviews. Anyway, anyway. Leave really long ones just to frustrate Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday on September fifteenth at three thirty p.m. We play Colorado. Uh, we will obviously be there with the seventy-eight hooligans at Fabiano's Pizzeria in Douglasville, Georgia. I like how you read that like you're at a college radio station this time. <laughs> you're welcome. You're very, and you're then very we will focused. be in studio for the San Jose game on Wednesday, September 9th. Yeah, we don't know we're going to watch it. Probably at home and it's late. At 10.30 p.m. Yeah, it's a Wednesday night at 10.30. Yeah. We'll probably watch it at home in our pajamas and then do a studio session the next day. Pro- probably are going to watch it the next day. But, but yeah. guys, <laughs> join us at Fabiano's Pizzeria in Douglasville on the 15th. Do it. It'll be a lot of fun. It's an afternoon game, so you can come on out. There's plenty of time afterwards. Yes. We won't keep you there until like 1 o'clock in the morning like we're oh doing God. with Patrick and Louis hey, right now. I hope we set yeah. the bar high for them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My God. Come, as come, long as we come set the bar see, high. Come see the let's, MLS let's, expert. Let's, let's link our sponsors. Let's right. just go ahead and get into that. So we want to thank Dave Williamson, of course, at DW Photography. He is a photographer for the Atlanta Silverbacks and Soccer in the Streets and for the Atlanta United Games. Gives us yes. all the good stuff. So he check does. him out at DaveWilliamsonPhotography.com for all your photography and needs. And then uh, Don the Mock Agency. So Mock the Agency, which is a design agency, a creative advertising, graphic design, and digital studio on 14th Street. If anybody needs branding, packaging, graphic design or website work they are the shop for you creativity is their speciality i can't speak right now i just uh, love that for like two months you've been saying speciality speciality just... isn't it speciality oh Spe- my god speciality that's how i pronounce it <laughs> I, i've been saying it for two months i was just waiting to say something like i want to see how long it would go <laughs> i love the speciality. fact that you say i don't change it don't change don't it change that's it. how now. i say speciality you mean okay. specialty but it's fine yeah Speciality? No, I'm not going to. I can't say. I can't say the other word. Sure, you oh can. I believe in you, but no. don't worry about it. Mocktheagency.com. <laughs> yes, check it out. And if you need to find us, we are at Unrel on iTunes. That's U N R E L on iTunes, and you can also find us at Unrel ATL on all the social medias. That's U N R E L ATL on the medias. But it's actually unrelegated on iTunes, so find us at unrelegated at iTunes. You put. Oh my God. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. I just said you could review us on iTunes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you if you put hashtag I love Asab, you're gonna find Kelly. See, I write <laughs> I write so. notes as reference. Kelly thinks I write them to be read out exactly. Yeah, <laughs> as they are written, which is adorable, uh, and I love it, and I would never change that for the world. Um, so you can <laughs> Kelly ignoring everything. Yes, Patrick. Well, why did we have to pick this podcast to pick on Kelly? <laughs> this is every podcast, this is Patrick. Every podcast pure, ever that pure, I've ever I, been I, on. I know this. I listen. <laughs> Man, but, we want. I don't want to be the bad guys. We want to thank again Pizzeria Zuri. We want to thank you again, Patrick uh, Suburban yes, Ultras. Thank you so much, and Luis for joining us tonight. For Thanks, you guys. wish it was on better terms, but it's fine because we're gonna beat the shit of Colorado. Yeah, it's a trap. Oh my god. Fuck Acosta. <laughs> Fuck Acosta. I, I can't even, like, I can't even. Peace out. Anyway, no, 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 no. 
Yes. Jay, where can they find you? I thought you read that stuff off. I didn't. I read the How to Find Unrel. Oh, doesn't matter. Peace. Yeah. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. Come on. You didn't think we were going to leave it like that? Come on, this is unrelegated. I just got home. I have to poop. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Because we can't leave it on a sour note. It doesn't matter the result. It had our brains scrambled. Clearly, you could sell. Kelly was just turned upside down. Had wine brain. I was all over the place. But it doesn't matter. That's what we do. But there's more. I wanted to end this on a positive note because this is our 21st episode may not seem like a number that's that important but that means that in addition to our pilot we've done 22 episodes it's technically our 21st official episode 21 is you know you turn 21 you celebrate your 21st birthday you can drink all that fun stuff so to us this is a big milestone and the reason it's a big milestone is because we were able to look back now at a, enough previous episodes to kind of look at metrics for the first time. And we just wanted to tell you guys, as listeners, that we couldn't have imagined how successful Unrelegated would become when we embarked on this project. You know, when Kelly and I got together and decided to do this, we decided to do it as our main goal as having fun and if ever stopped being fun we would stop doing it we never talked about listener numbers we never had a goal of listener numbers we didn't know we had no idea what was going to happen whether we had five listeners or a thousand listeners per episode we had no clue okay we knew we would have some listenership because thankfully home before dark offered us a platform and without that platform we couldn't be doing what we're doing today so we're so grateful for them, for Kevin and Tim and Dan, for giving us this platform to share a show and mentoring us on equipment to get and software and how to edit audio, all that stuff. You know, before we started, we didn't know how to do any of that. We also want to give a huge shout out to Jason Longshore and John Nelson and Jarrett Smith for giving us an early platform, especially to me, so that I could try out my first run at live commentary when I would just call them in randomly on Wednesdays. And then that just turned in from random call-ins to doing uh, five things I learned or five TIL. And then that helped give me exposure to Home Before Dark. They invited me to their show. That's how I met Eric Quintana, um, how I ended up on Miles of the South. And then Kelly joined Miles of the South. So want to thank them. Also, Eric Quintana and Josh Pagoransky for giving Kelly and I a platform to polish our style on Miles of the South before we went and did Unrelegated. But lastly, lastly, thank you guys so, so much. You, the listeners who engage with us without the social media engagement, submitting your watch parties uh, through our Google form so we can come out and meet y'all or finding us at the tailgate and saying hello um, or at matches. Um, you know, this endeavor would feel stale and joyless. Really, we truly mean that. Because without you guys, there'd be no engagement. You know, if we just had listeners out there and we didn't have any engagement or nobody said hello, or we didn't do watch parties, you know, 
sure, we would be recording in a studio or something and we'd be getting our message out, we'd be talking out, you know, or at people, but we would have no feedback, we'd have no interaction, we'd have no way of knowing whether people enjoy our content. And the reason this is extra important is when we look back at those metrics and we look at the last 15 episodes, our listenership has grown by 8%. Now, we didn't think we'd grow 1%. We thought maybe we'd lose listeners. We didn't know what this format would bring. We didn't know if people would enjoy the fact that we do it live at, uh, at different watch parties with noise in the background and it's unpolished and things go wrong and sometimes our takes are terrible because it's emotional right after the after the match but we decided that that's what we wanted to do we want to be raw and this eight percent increase shows that people are are latching onto that that they're finding it entertaining which means so much to us because that means that we're putting out a product that people like and that's important to us so it's not important the listeners or the fact that it went up but it is a way to help us gauge whether we're giving you something that you enjoy listening to so with that with that thank you again so much and of course, as Kelly alluded to before we left the pizzeria, Azuri, you could find me at J-A-Y underscore Riddle. You can find Kelly Francis at the Kelly Francis on the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Snapchats. And you can find us unrelegated at Unrel ATL on all of the social media. We love you guys. Everything's going to be fine. This was our most difficult op- opponent probably on the road for the rest of the season. So... It's nothing but blue skies from here on out, guys. We got this. We love you guys. Have a good night. Sunshine, blue skies, please go away. A girl has found another and gone away With her went my future My life is filled with gloom So day after day I stay locked up in my room I know to you It might sound strange But I wish it would rain Oh yeah, 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 yeah Supposed to cry, listen, I gotta cry, cause crying is the pain, oh yeah, people this hurt I feel inside, words could never explain, I just wish it would rain, oh let it rain, rain, rain. Teardrop, and no one will ever know 